When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. Those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd miss forever. It's back and waiting for you. Welcome to the Oxventure D&D podcast. It is a D&D podcast mm. where sometimes we listen to sort of. tabletop games other than Dungeons and Dragons. It's and a B-I-T-D this week, podcast. It's Blades in the Bloody Dark. B-I-B-T-D. Yeah. Blades no, B-I-T-B-D. B-I-T-B-D. It's Blades in the Dark, which we also play sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this week's episode is the Aster Gambit. Yeah. Which, um, which features me, uh, Zilla. The cutter of the crew. Yeah, it's it's odd that your character is a cutter when they punch everyone. They should be called yeah, a cutter puncher. is is like a a class name, like an archetype. Yeah, in Blades in the Dark, it's called a playbook, isn't it? So the cutter playbook mm-hmm. is rep- represents a, a you know a, an archetype that's like the violent one. But um, yeah, yeah, Zilla does actually very little cutting. It yeah. does conjure to mind, you know, a sort very of blade, knife blade knife wielding. Sort of yep. uh, street, you know, like um, what was that Graham Greene novel, Brighton Rock? You know, people go around with flick knives. It's blades in the dark, and actually, very few of us use any blades, really. That's it's true. Like punching in the dark. Yeah, well, um, Luke and I made a um, a character for one more multiverse. There's a video on YouTube. Uh, we made a character who was a former knife thrower's assistant who there was very go. good at knives. Yeah, edged um, weapons called the Great Bladindo. Yeah, so you can check that out. So I'm Jane, by the way, and here's Andy. Oh yeah, I'm Andy. Hi. Andy, who do you play in today's episode of Blades in the Dark? Uh, I play Edvard, who is a, an inventor. Yes. What's what's your um, class? What's your playbook? Had to ask that, didn't you? <laughs> uh, all right, let me look it up. It's been such a long time. It'll be some steampunky sounding name for an inventor. Yeah. Like um, Little Sparky. Is it, is it or... Leech? Leech, is it Leech? Yeah, I'm a leech. So I I had the option to like um, sweat poison out of my skin if I wanted. Yeah. But I just, I didn't want to. And you're all leechy. Somehow. I don't, I mean, I don't like suck blood using sort of suckers <laughs> all over my body. No. I'm not like the cartoon Michael Morbius. Although. Although. Next time. Character. Yeah. Yeah. Second Blades in yeah. the Dark character. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, it's been a, it's been a busy time. I was on vacation for a few weeks and then I was over at D&D in a castle uh, running a game with Luke. A working um, vacation. A work it well, it was a, a lot more work than vacation, but it was a lot of fun as well. So that was good. And then, yeah, this week sort of get, getting back into the swing of things. But then next week we're all at PAX East in Boston. So yeah, it's, it's a disruptive uh, few weeks. 
Yeah, it has been a disruptive few weeks. Hopefully um, it's uh, not been affecting stuff on the channel too much. You've all been still enjoying the videos. Um, but yeah, kind of a lack of live streams at the moment, just because none of us are around for any significant streamed, period of time. We streamed last week. We streamed Power Wash Simulator just last week. Gosh, that had completely slipped my memory. Yes, of course. What a time that was. <laughs> I got, a time. I got, I got One back for from, the ages. Yeah, I got a off the train stream. from D&D in a castle. Like booted up Power Wash Simulator and was straight into a stream. If was... you go back and watch that stream, you will see a man who is not making any memories. So, th- th- <laughs> yeah, but is doing a lot. Is doing seventy five percent of the power washing in our team. Yeah. I will say. So, oh, hey. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but also creating no new memories. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, like you were having been, a blackout at the like time. They're being power washed out of my skull as they are as they emerge. I'm listening to a new audiobook, um, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Hellbent by Lee Bardugo. Which is oh, the sequel I to like Ninth House. Lee, you read Ninth yeah. House last I did year, read didn't you? Ninth House. Yeah, it was good. I like Lee Bardugo. Yeah. So it's um it's the second book in a series about uh imagine if Yale were um were home to a series of, of magical secret societies. I mean it is. And then the lead character is sort of a magical hall monitor. Yeah. <laughs> but cooler than that sounds. <laughs> and uh, I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh that's cool. Out. Yeah. Um I think I can say now the embargo is up. I've been playing a lot of the Resident Evil Four remake. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. Enjoying that a lot. Um, there's a lot of things Capcom has said I can't say about it. Yeah, they've been very, very demanding and, and finicky. Yeah, considering I say it's this a love Capcom, but also considering it's a very faithful difficult. remake of a very old game, a game that is established and popular and came that out everyone's a long time played. Ago. They're like, you can't mention these plot things, and I'm about. like, yeah. everyone's known that for like nearly twenty years. Capcom. I guess Capcom's got an eye on the, you know, the the young bambinos like the Fortnite players that have never yeah. played Resident Evil Four before, yeah. and they're like, whoa, twists and turns, surprises, surprises. Sure. Whoa, yeah. And we don't want um, you putting that in your review. You're like, here's my review by Andy Farron. Here's, here's every here's event review. that happens in Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Here's, a, here's the ending in its entirety. Well, yeah. <laughs> thanks for watching. And here's why it's still good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but it's really it's really good fun. Um, okay. And I think the most important thing is you can still German suplex the monks in the castle. Now, are you so. allowed to say that, though? Do we well, I'm not, I haven't been lawyers? specifically told I can't say that you Mention can German, German suplex German people. Suplex. Okay. So what with WWE 2K23 coming out and Resident Evil 4, it's a good week for suplexes. Suplex week. Right. Get involved. Go out and suplex something. I'm very excited, Andy. The D&D movie comes out soon. Yes. Soon-ish. Yeah, Zach has seen it, our producer. Yeah, Isaac. I will be keen to see it when I can. I think I'm going to the premiere next week. Oh, fun. Fancy. So um, what do you wear to a D&D movie premiere? This is D&D among... Honor Among Thieves, uh, to give it yeah. its full title. I think you should dress as a gelatinous cube. Okay. Yeah, that Just, would be like a real Lady Gaga move to yeah. turn up in a sort of gelatinous cube frame. If you have your head and like yes. arms and lower legs out uh-huh. of it, and the sort of the torso <laughs> is just a, down the red carpet. Just shuffle down the red carpet as a gelatinous cube. And maybe you could absorb a few of the other attendees as you go. Absorb Chris Pine on the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my idea was like to zorb ball down the red carpet in a transparent D20. That'd be fun. Because then if it rains, which it will, because the weather is trash at the moment, mm-hmm. I won't I won't get cold or wet. Yeah. Won't get, yeah, you won't ruin it. Or what I was genuinely looking up was a, a D20 clutch purse, which oh, doesn't fun. exist, can you believe? Well, that's the I could buy a $900 merch, pigeon clutch that looks like a very realistic pigeon that kind mm-hmm. of opens up and then you put your stuff inside it. But you can I do can't that with buy a real pigeon. You just a nine hundred dollar D twenty clutch. Yeah. You take all the organs out, but you can do that with a real. Pigeon. Well, quite. Yeah. So, um, are you saying we should 
We should design next next Ox Venture merch. Yeah, D20 I mean, I could get D and D sort of handbags that have like D20s printed on them. My my dream is like a Swarovski D20 that's like big enough to hold, you know, a credit card and a mobile phone and a lipstick or what have you. I think instead of like a soft inflatable Zorb, you should have a hard plastic like angular d20 that you get inside someone pushes you all the way down the red carpet and then they sort of decant you all, <laughs> all like shaken up i'll be all crunched up all crunched up the, i won't the enjoy the carpet. movie yeah. i'll oh. be all bruised but probably chris pine would notice yeah that's true that's the that's the goal yeah <laughs> i want to see this movie and see how much chris pine is uh copying my character from D because it well, sounds like he, yeah i know but apart he's from bard, that not a rogue sounds like he's he's <laughs> Uh, peeping my steelo. <laughs> where are you getting that from? Just the trailers, watching it. I'm like, oh, this is okay. a familiar looking character, Chris Pine. Okay, what what characteristics do you think um, the bard from the D&D movie has in common? With oh, he's like Corazon. a sort of arrogant idiot who thinks he's much better than he is. I see, I see. And okay. Corazon is the only character like that in all of fiction. <laughs> I also feel like the, the trailers are presenting him as the kind of de facto leader type, which yes. I think that is the the sort of the pattern we've fallen into with Corazon. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe so. Maybe. We'll see. I'll find but out yeah. next week. Yeah. We've got a we've got a live show, as I was saying, in Boston next week, which is very exciting. Yes. Yeah, so I unfortunately I'm not going to be in Boston, but everyone else is. And I'm not not going to Boston just so that I can walk so the you can be pushed down the, D&D down the red carpet in a so I can roll D20. the red carpet. No, that's yeah. that's not why. But uh yeah, how exciting. Uh the first international Oxventure D and D show. Yeah. In very, very many a moon. Mm. In yeah, nearly well, yeah, five years, four years. Yeah, and that's on the. Is it the Saturday you're doing the show? So it's at three p.m. on Saturday, uh, the twenty fifth of March, in the Dragonfly Theatre at Pax East in Boston, which is in the state of Massachusetts. You can remember it because it's called Dragonfly, like Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons Fly. Dungeons yeah. and Dragonflies. Just yeah. remember that. Um. So if you are at Pax, yeah, uh, come on, come on down and say hi. We'd love to see you there. It's going to be a special time. Yeah. So what are we listening to this week, Jane? This week, we're listening to The Astor Gambit, which stars me, Zilla, mm. and you, Edvard. Edvard, yeah. I like how the Blades in the Dark um, episode titles are like Hitman contracts. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, it's like they the are Astor Gambit or the, yeah. um, the uh, gut cutter bargain. And, you know, yes. it's yeah. like name and then thing. We made a deliberate choice to move away from the Oxventure D&D pattern of pun headlines, pun title names. Yes. Partly to give it a new kind of flavour and partly because there are only so many puns in the English language and we were running out. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only uh, six or seven puns and they just get reused. Yeah. And we've made them all. <laughs> yeah, we've made every single one of them. No, no. To Luke's credit, I, I think Luke's vision was that they would be like, um, kind of like pulp novel sort of vibes yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right and it does give it a different vibe which is nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so get ready to listen to the astor gambit brought to you by storyteller luke mm-hmm. and uh and story we'll story experiences more. jane and andy yeah, <laughs> yeah. story listeners mm. jane and andy and come back afterwards well don't come back just like still be just here stay afterwards. here yeah remain don't go anywhere Endure. yeah for once in your life please just <laughs> Stay put, and we'll talk to you afterwards. 
Hello everyone and welcome back to Oxventure Presents Blades in the Dark. I'm Luke and today I'm joined by my gosh, who's this? Who's here? Hello, I'm Edvard Lumiere, inventor extraordinaire and creator of these incandescent light bulbs that are lighting the room. <gasps> Did that work? Yeah. It's definitely a bit brighter. Wow. Good good one, Edvard. Science. Nice. And I'm Zilla Brizard and I'll be I'll be um security for this evening's session. Mm. Just keeping everyone safe, safe and secure. Speaking of uh, security and safety, um, you, we begin with you actually in a reasonably strong position. You're hanging out, Edvard, in Eleanor's largely legal antiques. You are waiting to hear from an old friend um, who you got in touch with um, to try and find out a little bit more regarding your assigned task, which was to find a way through the Dimmer Sisters' first vault, if you recall. a uh, An imposing mechanical um, lock, locked door that is a custom-built job. Imposing. Don't really... I mean... Yeah. And, and you're... And you're not too uh, impressed or worried about it, because it is... It's like, a, tra- it's like a, before, a baby lock that a baby would make... It's a baby lock. Yeah, I mean, baby stupid. locks do have to be basically the most secure locks. But, okay, but that's like a lock created by a stupid baby who's bad at making locks. Okay, yes. Um, getting at, yeah. And uh, it was, in fact, created by the Astor. Oh, um, really? Oh, that's a, a wild coincidence. Yeah. Because uh, I, I came to the conclusion that it was a stupid baby lock, just irrespective of that. Bit How of much yourself? do we really know about this lock already? You're making a lot of assumptions about this lock. <laughs> um, we know that, contrary to what Edvard says, uh, it has a reputation for being fearsomely hard to crack. Astor, obviously, is a dirty a word fraud. around our gang, but in the rest of Volisport, uh, it does have a reputation for uh, being Fordery. the premium choice. <laughs> um, if you really really want something secured you buy an Astor lock and if you really have a lot of coin to spend you get a custom job so that it is unlike any other lock in the world and uh, that is what the Dimmer Sisters have indeed splashed out for so Ed- ah. Edvard you, you, um, you've arranged to meet an old college chum uh, Wester who used to work for Astor Interventions and you're hoping that he might be able to offer uh, a little insight and you get a note uh, from Wester just posted through the door of the antique store letting you know that he is ready to meet anywhere at your convenience he doesn't have a lot on okay well let's go meet Westor Zilla what do you say yeah absolutely yeah well someone's got to look after you soft boy <laughs> soft boy I say it might I'm be a just... trap it might be a it might be an Asta trap of some kind you know I can take care of myself I say look I created these electrical punching fists I hold up <laughs> I step back from the electrical punching fists. Wise. Well, okay, they're not quite ready yet. Let me just <laughs> unlock that. Anyway, Zilla. Okay. I appreciate you coming along, but I can take just... care of myself, I say, um, walking directly towards a wall deep in thought. <laughs> I take him and, and like pivot him through 90 degrees so that he can carry on walking while lost in thought. You steer him out the door and to the location where you are meeting, Wester, which is where, where, where do you fancy, where do you fancy meeting this old chum? Um, there was a uh, drinking hole next to the university where we used to go after our lectures that I think would be a, a nice place to catch up in. It's Fantastic. Called the, uh, um, it's called the, the Fractured Retort. Oh, lovely. Um, yes, you, you head to the Fractured Retort. Uh, it looks exactly as you remember it, uh, Edvard. Um, that is to say, uh, full of students. 
Um, but amongst uh. the students is a, uh, a slightly... <laughs> look at them. <laughs> uh, they don't look up from their drinking and, um, and hilarious drinking games. But you do spot a slightly older uh, character at one of the tables sat alone. Uh, it is Wester. Wester with his lovely, let's say, sandy hair and sure. medium build. <laughs> uh, and he's, he's, uh, Wester, Wester is sat there, you know, just hunched over a, a glass. But looking up, he sees you, Edvard, and goes... <gasps> Edvard! Bloody hell! old man, how are you, I say. Slap him on the hand, clasp his hand and vigorously pump his arm. Ah, all the better for seeing you, old chum. Although, uh, in every other respect, terrible, terrible. Well, uh, allow me to introduce uh, Zilla Broussard, my associate. Madam? This is Wester. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Wester, no other name given. It's a mononym. You, you actually realise now, Edvard, that you never asked his last name and now it would be really rude to not, to not admit you don't know. <laughs> yeah. We always used to call him Wester. Wester. Wait, wait I, do the, I do the thing where I'm like... Wester. Um, I'm like, and this is Zilla, and wait for him to introduce himself to Zilla. Uh, oh. He gives a little pause. Pleased to meet you, uh, Ms. Uh, Ms. Zilla. Um, my name is Wester. How are you doing? Wester. Pleased Wester. to meet you. Damn. I'm very well, thank you. I'm here... Um, no reason, just work. to tag along. Can I offer you both a drink? Yeah, be well, yeah, if you're buying. Marvelous, thank you. Marvelous. Um, well, uh, actually, um, I seem to have seem to have forgotten my pocket. Oh, um, don't worry, I'll 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 get these. Uh, what's everyone oh, having? Just a, a pint of what we used to have, I think, Edvard. If that's all right. Oh, of old, course. Uh, I, say, I certainly remember it. <laughs> what about you, Zilla? What would you like? What, what did you used to have? Oh, just doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, would you like one as well? I'll get three pints. Yes. Yes. One of what you're having. One of what we're all having, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever that is. I come back to the table with three pints of snake bite and black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Wester okay. takes a big swig and goes, oh, I'll tell you what, that hits different once you're 30. <laughs> I then say, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I uh, drop a shot of aftershock into it. Just oh. uh, depth charge that to the bottom. <laughs> what time is it? I check my watch. It's ten forty two a.m. It's ten forty two a.m. Uh, you're probably s- still. Um, this is what most people in this in this in this bar are drinking. They're, oh, they're okay. Drinking. Well, if it helps us blend in, down the hatch, and I down the entire thing. Wester sort of chokes like, it down, struggling. So, Wester, old man, I understand you were working for that awful Astor company. What happened there? Oh, uh, Astor. Yes, yes, and uh, up until a few months ago, yes, um. Yes, I had a I had a job there, so I was pretty bloody lucky to have it. In fact, but um, I left um, I left to start my own hydraulics firm. In fact, um, oh, with a uh, with a friend. Um, uh, I don't know how much you know about uh, old Amadeus, but uh, he well he rather put the squeeze on, made sure yes. no suppliers would uh, sell to us, and well we're um we're on the we're on the cusp of going bust, unfortunately. So since then it's been it's been rather hard times for Old Wester, but I haven't really dampened my spirits, as they say. <laughs> Well, don't you think it's it's a bit rum that this Astor fellow can just drive everyone out of business? Well, uh, he looks around suddenly nervous. I, I um, I've I've learned to keep my opinions to myself, Edvard. Look, Wester, what if, what if, and hear me out here, what if someone were to sabotage Astor, level the playing field, so to speak? Can I just can I just look around and, and scan our surroundings, see if there's anyone suspicious yes. in the crowd? Anyone sure. sitting alone? Yep. Anyone out and of here's place? Here's how we'll do it, Wester, I say. <laughs> Number one, the death of Amadeus Astor. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, make me roll me for that, Zilla. All right, it's a survey roll. Yeah. I we're not think. on score yet, but we're we're in free play. But we yeah, still yeah, roll yeah. And free stuff. play, free, free mode. Play. Yeah, sandbox mode. Sandbox, Blades yeah, in the dark, yeah. sandbox mode. All right, I'm gonna roll uh, a survey roll, and that is a six. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, you do actually spot um a uh, someone. You didn't see them before because they're sat directly behind Wester, and um, it's a sort of uh, it's a middle-aged gentleman um, with his head behind a, a newspaper. But you uh, notice that he hasn't turned the page in a few minutes. Okay, all right. I um I jab Edvard hard in the ribs. What? Um, what? Uh, and and kind of just well, actually, mm, is he looking? Is he looking at us now? Is he looking at us right now? Um, he is staring off into the middle distance, just over the top of his paper. But you're in his peripheral vision, but only peripheral. Okay. Well, I, I write something on a beer mat and I oh, slide cool. it over. Cool, cool, cool. Oh. Uh, what's it say? It says, "Old dude with the newspaper may be watching you." Question uh, mark. Wester sees it. Uh, Wester sees it as well, and um, yeah. uh, and just, just does a quite not as discreet as you'd probably like, <laughs> Zilla, but, but reasonably discreet. Turns out. All right. Oh bloody hell! Will he ever let me bloody rest for one day? God. Has he been following you? Has, of, ha, have you have you had people following you? Yes, it's one of Asta's goons. Ever since I left, <gasps> his reach is incredible. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't credit it. This is. And what are they? Are they threatening you? Are they? What are they? What are they doing, man? I don't even know. In the early days, you know, when we just started the company, they would follow me around and be, you know, vaguely threatening, menacing, say things. But now, like, we're about to go bankrupt. I don't know what they could possibly want. I think at this point it's honestly just spite, just driving the point home that uh, malicious I shouldn't have left. Cruelty. A malicious that's cruelty. That's that's how I would describe malicious it. Malicious cruelty listen. to you, a fine upstanding businessman. Listen, uh, maybe we maybe we could continue this uh, conversation um, maybe we could continue this conversation back at my lodgings. Anyway, Edvard, it was great to see you. Uh, I must you. be getting on, though. Hope you enjoyed the snake bite in black with the death charge in it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> very nice. Yes, very tasty it was. We're all in agreement. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. Hard cut two. You are back in West... You are in Westall's quite sad apartment, and he is peeking out the uh, dirty window, um, past the dirty curtain, out, the, out an equally dirty window, going, right, I'm pretty sure we weren't followed. Okay. You were yeah. saying Astor, revenge, something, sabotage? Yes. What do you, so, what, what, how can I help you? How can I help? What do well, you need? What I think would be great is if Astor were widely discredited, his company went bankrupt, and he was uh, driven to take his own life um, <laughs> from the despair of his uh, business collapsing and all his personal relationships falling apart. So, but also the advice. custom lock. The custom lock. Yes. So I have a plan for the wide discreditation of Astor, which is um, if something high profile were to go missing from behind one of his custom locks, then all of a sudden I don't think the Astor company would be quite the attractive proposition that it is to If word got out, consumers. yes, that would certainly do, do some damage to his reputation, mm. yes. Now we've got... Oh, the... I can... I would love to see that on the front page. Yes, mm. how juicy. Exactly. Well, we've worked out between us, we've worked out the perfect target here. There's a... Uh, there's a vault... Uh, in uh, I don't want to go into too too many details. I don't. I think it would probably be for the best if you didn't know any details, just in case uh, they torture it out of me. Just in case, you know, you. That's can... what we're all thinking. <laughs> I was about to stop you, Edvard. Yes. <laughs> well, no, just so if you know anyone asks if you know anything, you can tell them the truth, can't you? But uh, we've we yes. found a high-profile 
uh, Astor custom job. Trouble is, a lot of people think that these locks are, are hard to get into, even though they're made by Astor, the stupid baby inventor. So, um, <laughs> I know well your uh, your thoughts on 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 Astor Edvard, and he certainly is a rotter. But you do him you do him a disservice in 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 terms of in terms of his work. Yeah, those custom those custom vaults they are they are really something. I I, I never worked on them myself, but um but I was certainly up on that floor every now and again. Um, and, oh, okay. and they know they know their business. So they all get produced in the same part of the Astor factory. Oh yes. Um, well, yes. Um, all 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 development on security. Uh, most most everything related to R and D and manufacture all happens at Astor Innovations headquarters. Uh, the building in the building in Charter Hall. It was the the, the first one. And Astor is extremely uh, uh, unwilling to expand or or build anything else. He's he's well, I think paranoid is probably the fair word about. Uh, industrial sabotage, people stealing his ideas, and that's why it all happens in in one building. and And let me tell you, that place is a fortress. Capital. So, if we were to gain access to the R and D floor of the factory, we could find the blueprints for said custom lock. I imagine they keep those on file, just in case they need repairs, anything like that. Oh yes, no. That every the, the, uh, records and and blueprints are kept of, of everything for for exactly that reason. But of, but of course, uh, you know, se- security has to be has to be tight. And and even just to get into the building, I mean, you you, you know that everyone who goes in is is screened on entry, ID, background checks, the full works. Unless you're an employee, there's there's it's really very very tricky to get in there. Hmm. Interesting. So, you have an idea, Wester? Well, uh, well, it's it's just it's just that uh, it just set my 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 mind uh, uh, thinking about how I got in there, and well, maybe you could get in the same way I did. There he is, old wild man, Wester. <laughs> I knew you were still in there, old man. <laughs> well, yes, it was. Uh, oh, it was it was uh, it was quite the scheme, quite the ruse, the way I got in. I uh, well, I got I got I got hired. To, to, to do it to do the job which I did faithfully for several years um, so we should apply for jobs well, a crazy wild man west <laughs> yes yes uh, as you see I haven't lost my flair for the, for the, dramatic, for the, the old yes, prank um, <laughs> look look once a once once a month the company holds a, a a jobs fair and it's coming up later this week it's it's part of Astor's anyone can in event program um, for which program. the company receives enormous tax breaks from the city them so much. <laughs> uh, anyone, look, the, 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 there are rules. Anyone can try their luck once. But if you make it through the first interviews, well, then you're given a, a tour of the building. You have to meet every head of department, and if you impress them enough, then you're offered a, a, a job there and then. In truth, I'll, I'll be honest, hardly anyone is employed this way. It's mostly, you know, friends of friends and and, and rich engineering students. It's, it's all for show, but it would get you in the building. That's... Good idea. From there, I don't know, but it would get you in. Zilla, how do you feel about I like this, it. this plan? You think you could pass yourself off as an inventor? No, by no means. But they can't turn me away, right? Yes, that's true. Yeah. You don't have to pass the interview, you just have to get in yeah. the building. Yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll be the brawniest, least qualified applicant to their recruitment programme in the history of the program. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't sell yourself short, Zilla. I, I mean, this is the process I went through. And Do they and have a punching department? Do they have a punching department? Like, a in, the, 
in the R and D, you know, well, so, there's, so um, they research and develop punching technologies. Yeah. An entire floor of the building is is uh, is dedicated to defense. Uh, I'm I'm sure they've got something punching related. Right. Zilla's got excellent defense. I go. say I say, look at this, and I swing a right hook at her. <laughs> I catch his fist and turn him upside down. You see, isn't she great? <laughs> yeah, we don't need to roll for that to see if anything breaks. Yep, great. Uh, my goodness, yes, wow. Quite, quite strength, but uh, but no. I mean, you would you wouldn't believe that you wouldn't believe the dross that they that they get applying to that. It's the it's the most uh, it's the most sought after uh, uh, position in the city. That's why they only let you uh, try once, and then your and then your name is uh, you know stricken from the the applicant mm. list forever. It is going to be quite embarrassing for you, though, I imagine, Edward, because you're you're going you're going to have to go cap in hand and ask for a job. I'll do, great... under, I'll do it under an alias, old sport. Ah, really? Well, okay. I mean, feel free to try it, but as I say, background checks, screenings on entry. Hmm. Well, I do, I do have an uh, elaborately prepared alternative I- ID. I say. Flashback. Good. Well, good luck. Good, well, good, <laughs> good, 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 good luck to you. <laughs> um, is there a? Uh, uh, is there anything else you you need from me? Anything else? I, as I say, I, I'll I'll help you any way I can. Short there, of going there. Is there do you got any else? old key cards? Any? Uh, what do you got? What didn't they? Yes. What didn't they take from you when you quit? Mm. Right, right. Uh, yes, yes. He he sort of goes to a, a drawer. You know that drawer that's full of like old Nokia cables. Oh yeah, Obviously he doesn't have any old Nokia, Nokia, cables. Nokia cables. He's not that good an inventor. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's full of old. Uh, it's you know bits bits and bobs. Cog springs. Right, these are uh, well. Um, when I left, these were the these were the key cards. Every time somebody uh, leaves, and every other day they issue new ones of these, so they'll certainly be out of date. But I don't know. You can you can have, they, who knows? They yeah they could be helpful. Might come in handy. Right. Anything else it's you think a, um, we should know about the about the floor that we're going to, or where the plans are likely you, to? Yeah, be? yeah, yeah. Yes, a map. Here you go. Excellent. Draw us a map. Uh, yes, he he draws you a um uh he draws you a very good map. How, how much do you want? Just the just the just the floor of which we spoke, or floor, uh, the... vents, fire escapes, vents, uh, anything other escapes. you think might come in handy. Oh, okay, yes. Um, right. Well, uh, okay, yes. I'll 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 write down as much as I can remember. Uh, he draws you a very very detailed plan of the security uh, floor. Um, it's essentially a long corridor. At one end, there's uh, an elevator. That's how they pronounce it because it's new. Mm. Um, and on the other end of the corridor from the elevator, there's a stairwell. And then there are um, basically three um, rooms coming off each side of, of the corridor. And he's marked uh, one in the middle on the right. And, and he said, um, uh, now, last time I was working there, this is where they kept the, you know, this was the archive, basically. Which okay. I suppose is, is probably what you want. Mm. Okay, great. Uh, he hasn't, um, he hasn't really, he's marked off like some toilets on this floor, but he hasn't marked like vents or anything so I'm, I'm sorry I, I suppose I just wasn't really paying attention to, to you know the, the what vents. was in the walls but, mm. but I mean the, the, I, rem- I, re- I, I remember the building being uh, very uh, cool and, uh, and pleasant uh, temperature wise um, for some of the floors and some of the divisions climate control is rather crucial so uh, I mean there certainly were vents somewhere I good. imagine good we can work with that so mm-hmm. we're going and the, the security floor and the R and D floor—they're separate floors. Oh, each uh, each floor is for R and D and manufacturing. It's all organised um, by division. Oh, um, he okay. uh, he he um, he makes a little. He, he in fact he draws he draws the facade of the building on the on this front piece of paper. 
The first floor, well, mm-hmm. that's where the lobby is. In the basement, you've got the exploration division. Wonderful stuff happening down there. Um, submarines, uh, uh, trains that can withstand the Deathlands. Uh, uh, one floor up, um, consumer. Um, that's your uh, sort of small, uh, small electric locks. Uh, they, they're working on something for transmitting an oscillatronic signal across great distances. Uh, Done it sounds, already. Um, um, Easy. Yeah. Yeah, sounds sounds well. They haven't cracked it yet, but it sounds really rather interesting. Mm, it's easy. Uh, then you've got uh, the next floor up, the civic uh, department. Uh, they've got uh, street lighting in there, and um, oh, a spoke craft for taxi cabs. Although I hear that was recently shut down. The whole division. Um, yes, I heard uh, terrible business with their hydraulic spoke. Yes. Yes. It's rather embarrassing. Dangerous, and, bad invention of. Ask, of yes. Yeah. Asked. Well, he shut down the whole department. PR disaster. Rather. I heard. Ugly business. Um, yeah, a lot of good fellows out of work. Um, uh, <laughs> then uh, one floor up is the uh, defence department. Um, I don't know what they're working on in there. It's the most. Um, it's it's entirely off limits to anyone who's not uh, mm. not working on that floor. And yes, then then uh, then security, industrial grade security. Yes, big vault doors, locks. They're working on all sorts of other stuff there. Something to do with uh, Leviathan blood and light. It's fascinating. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you very much for all the all the information. Uh, we'll be sure to ruin Astor for you, so you can, well, uh, your business can can thrive. So the business can thrive. I I I tell you what, um, Edvard, I, I I hate to ask this when you're already offering me uh, uh, you know something in return, but um, well, I gave you quite a lot of information, and obviously this could blow back on me somewhat. I don't suppose you could see your way clear to perhaps uh, well uh, keeping the wolves from the door, financially speaking, for a. Uh, a little while longer, could you? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we can, Zilla. That seemed like pretty good information he's given us. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, I don't have anything on me. What do you got? I don't know. What do I have on me? I'm not sure what our current financial situation is. You have a uh, four coin on you. Um, the gang in total has eleven coin at the moment. Um, okay. You have four on you. Right. And I, I, sorry, I don't understand the exchange rate. Really, what is what would be considered an appropriate amount in this? For situation? keeping the, how much does it cost yeah. to keep the wolves from the door? Well, gosh, um, uh, for information of this grade, two coin would be uh, much appreciated. Pay the man, Edward. Let's let's boogie. Two coin. I wouldn't have said that. Let's leave. <laughs> let's boogie. I've only no. got one coin on me at the moment, old chap. Uh, but you can have it. I mean, it's all I've got on me right now. Oh. You're well, you're welcome to it. For for the capital help you've given. Uh, yes, of course. Um, oh, yes, uh, sorry, embarrassing even to ask. Thank you, Edvard. Much appreciated. Not a Thank problem. you. Yes, very good. Uh, uh, well, food or rent? That's the thing, <laughs> isn't it? Um, Edvard. <laughs> I stare daggers at Edvard because I know he's got more <laughs> coins in his bucket. I need this money for in- inventions. <laughs> I know how much electrical juice I can buy with this. Right. Um, it feels like we are approaching <laughs> the engagement role. Would you say that that's? Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. Fine. What? We'll we'll come back and give him more later. Fine. <laughs> fine. Okay. I bought him a pint of snake bite. Wasn't free. One that's D for sheer. Like injuring someone than doing them a favour. <laughs> One D for sheer luck. Yeah. Um, is this operation particularly bold or daring? Uh, if so, take one dice. Um, We're always yeah. bold and daring. Always bold and bold daring. Bold walk right in the front door. Yeah. yeah. Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Job's fair. It's where they're I'm going to give you that one actually because yeah. yeah, there, there's yeah, this is a hit them where they live. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for the operation? Um, they sort of... Have already. Have already. Um, but that should so influence were... our, our ambient knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to even extradise for that one. But you are going to get it up to four, a massive four anyway, because Ooh. you have the uh, crew... Second story, a special ability. That's right. Um, mm. When you execute a clandestine... Oh, a clandestine infiltration? Uh, yeah, we're not walking in and saying, hello, we're Edvard and Zilla, we're here to rob the thing. It's social stealth. It's, so, it's social stealth. Social well, that is a, socially clandestine. That is a whopping four dice, so uh, your odds are really good of me not screwing this up for you. So, let's find out. Right, okay. Well, that's a one and a one and a two Ooh. and a five. Oh my god! Excellent. Thanks, Thanks so, dice. Yeah, just just squeak through. Wow, I don't know, I don't understand that at all. Anyway, yes. Okay. <laughs> How uh, did this happen? It is a few days later. It is the day of the jobs fair. You have walked through the uh, ornate stonework doors of Astor Interventions Headquarters in Charter Hall. Mm. I've given uh, um, Zilla one of my spare lab coats that I ordered and it arrived. It was too large a size for me, but it actually cool. is the right size for Zilla's that only gigantic, gigantic tracks. Only just. It's, yeah. yeah. I'm about to hulk out of this lab coat, yeah. We forgot to do load. Uh, what's everyone's load? Um, I'm taking just a normal load. Normal load. Uh, I am carrying a... <laughs> minigun. Yeah, no, uh, a large battered briefcase because it looks studious, but also I like to I like to travel as heavy as possible. Um, But then a a briefcase isn't that heavy, so I guess it's like a normal normal load. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Yeah, you walk into the lobby um, where over to your left there are gates. There is a a kind of slow, steady stream of employees clocking in for the morning basically um there are there are guards at those gates scanning them they're issuing passes they're being checked uh they have to you know go through a, go through a pat down um and and walk through some kind of field some sort of oscillatronic uh field that makes a kind of noises as, as people walk through now, zilla before we before we Don't like do that. anything I've, yeah. I've prepared some Intervent- uh-huh. Interventions for you. Okay. To, so if anyone asks of your to you to prove your bona fides, ah. you can produce some. So this is a device that cores an apple with a with a simple motion. This okay. is one of my famous incandescent light bulbs. So be sure to oh. take that. Tell them you invented that. Okay. And, um, Good. This is a hat that helps you read people's thoughts. It doesn't quite work, but the idea is there. It's it just on, looks like a hat. Yeah, but it also reads thoughts. Does it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Like I put it on and I say, "You're thinking this is a stupid invention." Oh, was I, I, I was am I thinking right? it's a stupid. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah thinking exactly. It's a stupid. So there you go. Wow. Take All that right. with you. Wow. Okay. It's a pretty sweet invention. I stuff them in my briefcase. In the, yeah, so in this room, that's over the left. Kind of employees, you know, with their morning mugs of coffee, you know, filing in, clocking in. Over on the right, there is a seating area where there is a growing crowd of about um, between twenty and and 30 uh, inventors uh, of all of all backgrounds and all all shapes and sizes the only thing they have in common is that they all look a little nervous um you know uh, some some of them also have like large briefcases some of them are pacing back and forth going through pages of notes and uh, as you uh, walk in two security guards immediately stand in front of you and say 
State your business. Um, so, flashback. Before I decided to become a professional criminal, I decided yeah. that creating a false identification, a false ID for myself, would be a prudent move. Okay. So I did. Uh, I did invest in having some fake papers drawn up um, in the name of Cornelius Gory, which is my alias. Yeah. Um, so this is who I will be presenting myself as today. Okay. Uh, and I believe that it should stand up to scrutiny. Well, let's find out. Um, so that was a flashback. Uh, take me w- just one stress for the flashback, but um, let's roll for the let's roll for the quality of the um, okay. of the the ID. Okay, so this don't forget is... you can push yourself if you want um, if you want to add a dice. Mm, I'll go with consort, seeing as I have a dot in it. So cool. Uh, that is a five. Okay, cool. Success with complication. So yeah, state your business is the question you've been asked. Hello, I am Professor Cornelius Gorey. I'm here for the jobs fair. I'm an inventor. I'm ready to show Astor what I'm made of. And Miss. I am an invention student. I study inventions. I have many right. with me, and uh, I'd like to apply for a job here at the, the jobs fair. That's right. what I'm here for. Jobs fair, <clears> yes. <throat> right, fine. And uh, right, uh, forms of ID, please. Here you go. This should be in order, I say, handing over my fraudulent papers. Cool. Yep, he takes them. Miss. I hand over my actual my actual ID. Yeah. Like, whatever that is, a, a paper. That, yeah, that's fine. He takes them. Um, he doesn't look at them, but he, he doesn't give them back either. Uh, it says, um, please uh, join the others. Uh, I'll go get these checked. Oh, okay. Um, Capital. Yeah, so you move uh, You move into the into the group and you're sort of sat there, sat right. there nervously. You can, you know, you make some small talk with, um, with, with some of the others. I ostentatiously core an entire apple with the apple coring invention. <laughs> I thought that was Zilla's invention. In, in, yeah, I'll give me back there. my apple core. <laughs> Uh, cool. Um, the 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 numbers sort of swell for this to about maybe there are maybe sort of somewhere between thirty and thirty five. Um, Do they all look like very young students? Is, is that the sort of no. like graduate level? No. Oh, no. Some okay. are, a lot lots of them are, um, but some of them are older. Some of them look, mm. you know, or or you get the sense that they are not engineers by trade. They just think they have a really good idea and want to land the the best, you know, most prestigious uh-huh. job. Right. Uh, in in Volusport. So uh, yeah, a lot of them are um are just hoping to get. Very very lucky, I suppose, or, or think they have one great idea. Before very long, um, uh, a, a woman comes out to, uh, to to meet you all. She is dressed very smartly, and she has a clipboard, and uh, she says, Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, Astor Innoventions Headquarters. Anyone can innovate. Jobs fair. I'm so glad to see all of you with us. Now, uh, I just have a, a few questions. Just need to go through... Um, some of these names, if that's all right. Barney, is there a is there a, a, a Barney a Barney Clendman's here? Um, and one the man very nervously sort of raises his arm. Ah, oh, Barney, yes. Um, uh, I I think we have on file that you've actually applied uh, before. Barney, are you trying to uh, have a second bite at, um, oh. at, the, at the apple, as it were? Classic. She winks at you, Edvard, because she sees you coring the apple and makes this, uh, makes this apple pun. Um, uh, and Barney says, "No, I, I, I just, yes, you thought uh, you thought just changing your your last name slightly would uh, would, uh, would would get past our security. Well, um, that's uh, that that's adorable, frankly, but I'm afraid you will now have to leave." And um, uh, the two guards who were at the front door bodily drag uh, 
and <gasps> toss her into the street. Whip the apple, it's a bit much. Barney. <laughs> a second bite of that apple. <laughs> Very good. And um, and yes, there's just one more, uh, one more, one more thing on here. Um, ah, yes. Um, is there a Mr. Gory? Hello. Gory. Yes, that's me. Gory. Hello. Ah, yes. Uh, first name Cornelius. Cornelius Gory. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, we when we when we ran your information, it said that you um, hadn't paid any tax in the last year. Just wanted to check that you had no. Uh, 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 demerits or um, no, or no, I haven't. Convictions against I you. haven't actually made any income in the last year. I've been too busy inventing, of course. Which um, sadly, see. the lack of income is why I'm applying for a role here. Actually, thank you, Mr. Gory. That should clear that up. And she writes on her clipboard: has made no income <laughs> from interventions in last year. I've been saving them all up, you see, to present them to Astor, my hero. I'm sure, Mr. Gory, I'm sure. Um, right, if you would uh, if you would all be so kind as to follow me, we will get uh, proceedings underway. She leads you through one of the security gates, um, is, is opened, and everyone is, is filed through. As you go through, names are checked off. Uh, they call out names, Zilla, Cornelius, blah, 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 like that. Barney, oh no wait, no, not Barney. And you, you follow through, file down a corridor and are taken into a large room. In this long room are a series of uh, lengthy benches that stretch the length of the room and at intervals on the benches, like for each individual person, uh, is an assortment of items. Uh, there's a glass canister containing a weakened spirit. There are boxes full of copper and steel rods. Springs, a miniature forge um, for melting down and shaping metal. Moulds of cogs, a beaker of oil and a few sheets of glass then around the sides of the room are saws, cutters uh, you know, larger larger pieces of, um, of machining uh, equipment and you are you are all sat down uh, Peggy walks to the front of the room where there's a desk and says um, thank you, uh, stage one of the interview will uh, begin now you have 15 minutes uh, to in event the best thing you can with the materials provided uh, your time starts sorry can i just ask a question uh yes um mr cornelius, cornelius you, uh, Gorey, yeah. yeah um yeah. i just well, I, I wasn't sure what the itinerary for today was going to be um if you could just let us know what we'll be doing throughout the day where we'll be and so forth i thought that might be a useful information for everyone to have before we got started very thoughtful mr gory yes uh why not? Well, this is the uh, the first stage of the interview process. Three of you, uh, the three best interventors out of uh, out of the lot of you, will be taken to the second phase of the interview, which is uh, an informal chat um, with uh, myself uh, or some of my colleagues, where we will assess your Astor intervention spirit, uh, and then we will take our favourite candidate from there for the final phase which is to meet the all the professors and heads of department but uh if you don't mind me saying um mr mr gory um that won't be the full day obviously for anyone just for one lucky individual so of course uh, in the spirit of the greatest good for the greatest number i thought perhaps we could just crack on right begin and she turns a big uh sand hourglass like that over on her desk um, okay, I'd like to assess the materials and determine what the best thing is I could invent out of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's a study role yep. I will be attempting. Cool. Okay. Zilla, what are you up to? 
I take a large um, wrench and start hitting a piece of sheet metal with it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's uh, yeah. The the um the the contestants contestants interviewees. Let's call them. Either side of you look over slightly yeah. annoyed at the racket you're making. I'm inventing. I say. Edvard, how did you? Uh, five, five is the highest. Five is the highest. Okay, yeah. Um, you certainly established just from looking at it that uh, that you have everything here you need to make something uh, compact, but really quite special. Your inventor's eye catches especially the glass canister containing a weakened spirit. Mm. You know that uh, Astor's not going to be impressed by a mere mechanical trinket, something that any uh, toy maker could could cook up, and that effective use of this weakened spirit in the glass canister, somehow using its ghostly effects, using the, the spiritual energy contained within that glass is probably probably going to win you this. Okay, um, um, I would like to invent, or in-event, um, a magic lanthorn box on which you can watch uh, plays and amusements acted out by the spirit and I'm going to create the box with the spirit in it, acting out the story of an ogre who lives in a, a swamp and his wise-cracking donkey friend. Okay. So. Okay, great. Um, cool. Roll me for that. Don't forget to um, push yourself. Okay, yeah. You... That's a tinker roll, and I am going to push myself. So that's. I'll tell you what. Let me offer you a devil's bargain here as well, because okay. I suspect this is something that you would really want to work. Let's say that we don't know how the rest of the we don't know how the rest of the day is going to pan out, but let's say that um, you can have an extra dice for this. But um, if you uh, if it comes off, then Amadeus Astor will certainly steal the idea. I mean, why not? He's stolen all my other ideas. All right, I'll take cool. it. Curse all right. you, devil. Good luck. Nope. Okay. And... Yeah, so that's a six, a two, a four, and a three. The six will do it. Fantastic. All right, uh, so, Edvard, you get to... You know, cooking. Um, cooking? Yeah, you get to you get to inventing. Um, you're so industrious, it's almost like there's a there's a sort of cartoon cloud with... Um, with like occasionally a hammer or a, a, a few cogs kind of, kind of flying out. Zilla, what are you up to in, in the meanwhile? Clang, 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 clang. I'm <laughs> still hitting the sheet metal with a wrench, but I am scanning the room for uh, exits. Okay. And for ventilation. Yep. And uh, fire alarms, smoke alarms, and anything useful like that. Okay. It's a, it's a survey a... roll, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The three... And a one, so a three. Okay. Um, well, you can see the door that you came in. You can. <laughs> so I remember I came through a door. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, there is another door here that is on the opposite wall to the one you came in on. So you don't you don't know where it leads. You can't figure that out at all. All you okay. know is that there is a door. It leads to not the lobby. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. all you are able to establish. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm walking over to like the other side of the room to pick up more supplies and as I pass Zilla's table I'm like I might want to try putting in one of those interventions I gave you earlier just pass you know pass it off as your own maybe ah I say but what about my sheet metal come back with arms full of glass I thought it was really coming along Mm -hmm. no no it's very very good very good good luck to you I say carry on alright I rethink my sheet metal idea Let's fast forward now to the... We're in the last sort of uh, minute of the of the competition. Edvard, what are you doing? Finishing touches? Yep, I'm just applying a um, 
uh, an attractive varnish to the box. Very nice, very nice, lovely. Uh, and Zilla, what have you what have you settled on to present at the end of this? Uh... I produce the electric light bulb. What do you call it, Edward? Incandescent what do you call this? bulb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the incandy bulb. The ca- yeah, the candy bulb. And uh, I just sort of like hold it so it's ready. Cool. Uh, okay. And Peggy actually walked out through that doorzilla that you that you saw for some of the time that, that this was uh, um, for some of the time the competition was going. And she walks back in through just in time. You can tell she's done this plenty of times. Uh, just as the the sand starts full the last of the sand goes through the hourglass and she turns it around and goes and that's time well done everyone we can't wait to see your interventions right okay why don't we go in alphabetical order um why don't we start with let's see i think we have a we have a mr um an andrick here is that right yes a man sort of raises his hand and goes, yes, yes. Um, and he shuffles up to the front he's got uh he he's constructed a small automaton the size of a dinner plate. Um, and he says, "Oh, um, uh, sorry, sweaty hands. <laughs> um, please, uh, I hope Amadeus Astor likes this uh, cleaning automaton." And he flicks a switch on it, and it starts to creep forward uh, with little little rotors at the front that clean uh, as it goes. It can run for a total of. Four hours until... And, and he's cut off because a spring fires out the centre of it and lodges in his eye. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Peggy's like, let's give Mr. Andrick a big hand for his cleaning automaton. Oh, no. Can I administer first aid? Uh, yes. Yes, of course you can. Yes. Okay. I, t- I tighten the, the band on my protective goggles. <laughs> uh, Peggy Can says, I at least unscrew the spring out of the eye socket? And yeah. then we'll get that yeah. out of there. Uh, yeah. Good. Um, Peggy just writes down, you know, having seen this this intervention thing. Right, so Mr. Andrick, very good. Um, and then I think we have a, a Miss Betsy uh, somewhere. Um, Miss Betsy, yes, uh, yes, you, you. It's um, a, a woman who sat next to you, Zilla, actually, and, and and she sort of springs up, walks forward. She's got it. It looks like a a copper cone uh, and she says uh, presenting the megaphonic apparatus for the enloudenment of any even the, the, the smallest voice and she holds it up to her mouth and goes <clears throat> and, and speaks into it and a horrible scream comes out extremely loud extremely loud ghostly scream like <laughs> oh um but please, can I just have another five minutes? I, I miscalibrated the ghost, the spirit jar. I, I know I can. I know I can do better. Um, Peggy says, "Thank you, Betsy. Thank you. That was." Uh, now we have um, Bruzo, Bruzout, Bruzout. It's me. Bruzout. It's me. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Fingers crossed. This is a little better. Um. Uh. Please come and present. Present okay. your. Okay. All right, I uh, in my massive hand I I hold up, and it's it's a here here it's a it's an incandescent bulb an incandescent bulb. Oh, it's an incandescent an in- light bulb! I said. Yeah, that's what I said. An incandescent bulb. And I start to clap. Yeah, an incandescent bulb. Um, yeah. Yeah, See? it's very. Uh, it's, well, it's got a shape. And, and and what does it do? Uh, it. it 
It incandesces. It's illuminating. Oh, of course, it, it illuminates up, yeah, the room. Up. What a uh, please, uh, Mr. Mr. Cornelius. Um, uh, please, no, no, no interruptions. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm just enthusiastic about inventing. It makes the it makes the lights go on. I see. Um, marvelous. And uh, and this is all your own design. That's right. Interesting. Um, make me a roll for this. Silla. Okay. I guess it would be a sway. Because it's sort of a persuasion, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. All right, well, I haven't got any dots in it, so... Oh, wait, so that means I roll two and take the lower, right? Two and take the worst, yeah. Okay. Okay, two. Okay, she sort of holds the bulb up and shakes it and says, Well, um, Zilla, this is a... It's good, this, right? It is good. Yeah. It is very good. Yeah. And it is absolutely yeah. not made using what? the materials that we provided. Uh, and she presses a little button under the desk. Um, security, yes, we have a we have a cheat. I'm afraid. No, um, no cheat. A very burly yeah. person no um, cheat. comes in through the the side it's door that Peggy came out with. Sheet metal. Excuse me, miss. If you would uh, come with me, you can uh, explain yourself in our cheater's holding cell. What? No. He takes you uh, lightly but firmly by the mm. elbowzilla. Uh, go quietly. Peggy says to the the um the security guard just as he's going, oh t- take the take this as well and hands over the incandescent light bulb. Yeah. Uh, and you are led out the room. You should have gone with the sheet metal. <laughs> are you going quietly or are you? I um. I'm yelling about how I should have gone with the sheet metal. Okay, um, cool, cool. But not addressing it specifically to Cornelius in case I give the game away. Uh, right. Um, this dumb bulb. Uh, Stupid bulb. I knew it's a dumb invention. Uh, your your voice. Your voice carries loudly and is suddenly shut off as Peggy closes the door behind you um, okay. and turns to the turns back to the room. And says, "There's always one." And, um, well, they have to be dealt with harshly uh, because Absolutely. it is so important so, to our so founder important. and and uh, leader, Amadeus Astor, that we keep ethics, ethics. in science, actually, yeah. and, that, and that intellectual property is treated Ooh, with the, the value <laughs> and the worth uh, with an almost religious reverence. And that's why we don't tolerate any stealing of ideas here. Don't tolerate um, simply now, me. next up, uh, she goes through um, she, she goes through some, you know, other names. Uh, there's a, a, a toy carousel that catches fire and, and, and eventually um, she says, Gory, yes. Gory, yes. I already know who you are. Yes, Mr. Mm. Cornelius. Um, let's see what uh, let's see what you have. I bound onto stage theatrically <laughs> and I say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I present to you the Lumiere Magic Lanthorn. That's not my name. It's the name of the product. The Lumiere Magic Lanthorn. Now, you've often thought to yourself, oh, there's nothing to do of an evening. There, are, I can't make it out to the theatre. There are no travelling mummers in town. That's where the Lumiere Magic Lanthorn box comes in. Now, in this seemingly normal-looking box, you flip the switch on the top, and then... The weakened spirit inside will act out any play that you tell him to. Right now, I've programmed in a delightful tale of an ogre and his donkey friend. I flick the switch on, and then it's all like, Oh, donkey, get out of my swamp. And then everyone's like, yeah. And yeah. So I'm like, behold! 
Well, Mr. Gory, I have to say that that is really very, very impressive. And uh, I can see on your desk that you've hardly any materials left. You clearly, uh, mm. you, you clearly put everything to work here. Um, very good, very good. Thank you. Now, if you could please take your seat again. Um, we'll uh, rattle through the rest, but... Uh, I bound theatrically she, off stage. Yeah. She shoots you a, a meaningful look as if to say, um, this this shouldn't take long. Uh, and she sort of very, very quickly... In fact, yeah, you know what? No need to come up to the front, everyone else. I'll just walk down. She kind of walks quickly down the other benches, goes, yes, yes, no, already on fire. Yes, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's give a big hand uh, to Mr. Cornelius Gorey, who uh, today is actually the only applicant to make it to phase two. Normally we pick three, but, um, well... His is the only functioning intervention that wasn't also stolen. So let's give Mr. Gory <laughs> a big hand. Um, the clapping is pretty... You know, everyone else in the room, they are, they are not so pleased. Right, everybody else... Uh, invented better. Everybody else files out. Peggy says, please, Mr. Uh, Lumiere, won't you... <coughs> won't you, Excuse me, won't you follow... No, the Lumiere was oh. the was the box. Yeah, my name's Gory. The box, Gory. of course. That's right. Sorry, I got yeah. confused because it's so rare for an inventor not to name their inventor. Well, Lu- Lumiere it means light, you know, and it it funnels light through the various uh, reflectors to create the, you know, it's, it's science. Very good, very good, very good, Mr. Gory. Yes, and uh, if you will um, uh, follow me, indeed, we have uh, something of a special treat for you um, in the second interview stage. Someone who I think you'll be. Very excited to meet. Oh, yes? Who, who might that be? Well, uh, she leans in close to you. Mr. Astor himself is in the building today and would love to take a look at your work. Psst. Hey, folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have can- Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. There's those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around you won't believe these bargains folks head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd miss forever it's back and waiting for you okay so andy you have just found out that you will shortly be meeting with none other than amadeus astor but uh, before we uh, head to that meeting why don't we check in with zilla right zilla you've been let off by security um for the heinous act of, of cheating you are led by the security guard through several doors and corridors, then up some stairs, then down another long corridor. Uh, basically, you are led further and further into the heart of the building, and uh, you you quickly start to start to lose your bearings. But eventually, you are brought to rest in. Or am I? <laughs> or or are you? Uh, when we're on um, a st- the, the stairwell, uh, a stairwell ascending. Yeah. Deeper and deeper into the heart of the Astor operation, I extract the wrench from the from the workbench in the invention room yeah. um, that I had trousered, and I wang him around the head with it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right, let's. Uh, yeah, make me a roll for this. I'm going to. I'm going to say this is with limited effect, just because I imagine the building will be busy. 
we're it's on a, not stair- so- a stairwell. I, I imagined a, a back stairwell because they wouldn't want me, you know, anywhere yeah. public. Okay, okay. Right? This, yeah. I feel like I'm being, you know, being sort of shuffled away, low-key, low low-profile. Like, like when you get arrested at Disneyland... Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, when you get arrested at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, you, you all, uh, yeah. Something good, a good well, relatable yeah. example there. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they, they, they want to take you out through the non-public way, through, yeah. you know, yeah. they don't want through them the there like marble doors. staircases. Yeah, mm. exactly. I assumed it would be a back staircase of some. Okay, so we're back on the back staircase. He's yes. sort of got you still by one arm, yep. uh, but with the other and you're going to reach in. Yeah. Just wriggling yep. in an unpredictable, annoying way. Yeah, and then... And then Wham, and whip the out old, the wrench, yeah. Your wrench to the temple. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah. Roll me for that. Roll me for that. All right. Well, this is. We go. This is a skirmish. Skirmish. Mm, skirmish. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to like beat him to death with a wrench. Cool. At this point. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a six. Whoa. A six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Heck yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah. what's uh, so what's your intention? Knock him out. Yeah, absolutely. Just the sweet spot. Just you know, yeah. ideally, not going to do any lasting damage. I don't want to like yeah. gouge an eye. Yeah. You know, I aim for like a bit, a bit of the temple. Yeah, yep, just, no worries. You want to get the rotation of the the skull so that you get the the knockout effect without yep. without causing any any sc- scarification or. It really is the sweet spot. Um, and uh, yeah, you clung like that, and he emits a quiet gurgling noise and just sinks to his knees and then yes. Doo, yes. falls flat on his face um, oh. and uh, I catch you before he falls on his nose and breaks it so oh okay just, All right. just prop him up against always, the wall always such polite dust, always such polite takedown polite fight. That's, what, <laughs> exactly. that's what I like about you Zilla okay right well let's um, let's stay with you for a moment then so you're you're currently on the stairwell crouched mm-hmm. over uh, the you know the yeah unconscious form security guard um, you can't see anyone but there are there are like you passed a whole bunch of people coming up and down these these mm. stairs. They are in constant use. Okay, I look for a, a closet, a utility closet, perhaps. Or, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's no utility closet, but there is um, there is like a doorway out into the corridor of this floor that you're on. Okay, I stick uh, I stick my head out of the door. Okay. Um, just look the- look around for a likely looking bathroom or what do we got? Uh, you can see um, uh, on. It's you know what it actually looks like the drawing of the um, that uh, that, you, that you were given by Westor. But there must be a sign. What floor are we on? You know, in the stairwell, there'd be a sign that's like, there's, there's, "Hey, there's, welcome to floor number." There would be a sign. Uh, you are on floor number. Well, it depends if you're counting the American or the British way. But one, two, three. you're on the you're on the fourth floor. Uh, okay. In, it's not labelled fourth floor. It's it's labelled defence. Oh, okay. Um, it's got the same layout. Yep. But, um, but well, yeah. defence is where we want to be. So that is. Actually, security is where you want to be, which is what. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. That's on the third floor, right? Fifth floor. Fifth, Fifth floor. Right. Mm. Okay, we need to go one up. Well, I look. Um, I I peek into the corridor of the defence wing. Yeah, floor. It looks. It looks empty. It looks empty. Um, is there a bathroom? I tell you what. All the doors are unmarked. This is the <clears> defence <throat> bit, after all. <gasps> Well, that's so, that's really inconvenient when you've got a meeting and you walk into the toilets and vice versa. So I um. Can you not just go after we've done the heist? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I Hold drag it in, Zilla. All right, fine. I drag yeah. the security guard by his shoulders, by yeah. his collar, the back of his collar, um, and I go from door to door, <laughs> pushing the door open, okay, <laughs> hoping for a bathroom. Let's stop at the first. There, one are there glass on. panels in the door? No. Uh, Keyholes. 
keyholes? Uh, yeah. No, actually. No, no, I don't think so. All right, well, I'm going to take a guess. Here you go, an educated guess. We've got the map from Wester, right? Which yep. is of the floor above us. Yep. And if I were designing a building like this, which, you know, had different floors uh, for different departments, I would have smart. basically mirrored the layout on every level. So I think about that map and where the bathrooms were on that map. Smart. And imagine the bathrooms would be in the same position on the lower floor. Very yeah. good. I go, to, I go to that door. Okay, uh, yeah, you... you Put you you sort of grit your teeth and push open this door, uh, and it does indeed swing into a um, a bathroom. It's a, a series of stalls, cubicles. Yes. Perfect. Um, you can hear. Uh, yeah. Well, what are you doing in here? I uh, manhandle the dude onto a toilet. I say sorry, sir, and dust down his lapels, and then I jam the door closed. I uh, know I lock the door and then vault over the the stall. Okay, let's cover that all all that off with one roll. Okay. I don't want to be rolling uh... multiple times. But. Well, finesse. What is? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not very finessey, but yeah. All right. Push yourself. Ooh, I'm actually already quite stressed. I'm a very stressed person. I'm how many? Stressed. How many stress you got? I'm a stress mess. Uh, I've got six stress from last okay. time. So pretty high. And didn't we just recently realise I have I have way fewer stress slots than? Yeah, nine is, we nine, nine is yeah. the high cap. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna risk it all on on whether or not I can get this guy onto a toilet or not. So let's give it a go. I'm just going to roll two and hope for the best. Okay. It's a four. A four, okay. Oh, wait, no, it's a three because it's the lower, isn't it? The lower of the two. Okay, yes. so it's a three. Okay, uh, right. You do get him into the bathroom. You do dust him off. You do vault over the cubicle door. Yeah, I do. Uh, just in time to see someone coming out of another <laughs> cubicle. Alright, I land at that widow in the uh, toilet stall. And and actually from inside the cubicle that you just left, you um you can hear a sort of muffled rrr, 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 rrr. Ah. The guard is coming too. Alright, I take the light bulb out of my pocket and I smash it on whoever it is. <laughs> okay. So uh, it is a um remarkable intervention. The incandescent light bulb. And cool. I, yeah. I don't have another right. one. Make me a roll. Make me. I think you'd better roll me for this as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is much more of a panic roll because really, it's not very nice to smash someone with a light bulb, is it? That's quite unpleasant. So, but it is still a skirmish. It's still still a fighting move. So, yeah. uh, that's two ones. Would you believe? Two ones. Okay. Um, the uh, you don't obviously you don't recognise. Yeah, you Bad don't recognise who this person is, but um, yeah. it is a dude. Um, he is big and brawny and you recognise belatedly that he's actually wearing the same uh, uniform as um, as the guard who you just, um, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. knocked Did out and is, and, is, yeah. and is slowly coming to. business, yeah. You, you smash the light bulb on his head. It's awesome. Should have pushed myself. It's okay. awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, and it smashes on his head and he doesn't even react. Um, but what he what he does do is spin you around and twist you into a into a half Nelson Zilla. Oh god. Um, yeah, it, in fact take uh, uh, oh what's your what's your harm situation? My harm sitch, let me tell you. Yeah. So I had one level 2 harm last okay. time around. Yeah. And I had two out of four segments of the healing clock done. But I guess that resets now, right? 
It resets if you're about to take harm. But here's what I'm thinking. Uh, what we should have done and what I forgot to do was to give you one downtime activity because you weren't in the last adventure. I wasn't, so I would you have weren't. healed a little bit. I would so, have, uh, yeah, we've already we've already kind of written into canon how much stress you have. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. slightly retconning this, which isn't very mm-hmm. professional. But so uh, there, we, you weren't doing that. Let's say you used it for healing, shall we? Yes. And you took that level two down to level one. And don't what forget, I already have one. I permanently have one of my healing clock segments filled out because I am vigorous okay so special ability so assuming that that level two harm what level two harm was it was it pile it was was getting pile driven pile driven okay yeah that's now down to level contest so that's now down to level one and that's your only level one harm right Uh uh-huh uh-huh okay cool well uh, you can now add to that level one harm twisted shoulder it's minor but okay so that's so does that mean I have two level one harms yes having Ow. secured you in this grip the, yeah. the other guard is now stumbling out of the, the no door. I locked the door I locked the door oh you did lock the door alright he's, he's banging on the door and going I'm locked in and then the other guard is un- yeah and I'm sure door. he's much too confused and um, <laughs> dazed to figure out how to unlock a bathroom stall maybe um, alright is I, it my go now let's say <laughs> I can't wait to get deeper into this mess yeah, let's not jump to Edvard just yet. Yeah, let's yeah. let's yeah, let's let's keep going. All right, All I'm right. going. I, I'm going to say though that he has let the other guard out because that that what? feels that feels within but the. I, wait, am I in a half Nelson or am I not in a half Nelson? You're in a you're in a half Nelson. Uh, All right, I scorpion yeah. kick him. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I, I don't even know if that makes anatomical sense in this. Uh, but yeah, let, I scorpion kick him over there. Over there. You can reverse that into a wrist lock pretty easily. No, no scorpion kick. Scorpion it is. Scorpion kick. Okay. Yeah. Like Trinity. Yeah. Okay. Sure. This is so. This is, uh, how. Remind me how scorpion kick looks, Zilla. Okay, it looks rad. It's where you kicks up. Hmm, I think you have to be facing someone to scorpion <laughs> kick them, don't you? Yeah. We, well, describe what you want to do, then we'll roll for it. You're doing a bicycle you, kick, like bicycle backwards. Kick. Are you doing? Are you running up the wall to land behind yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's it. I right. run up the wall and land behind, which is not exactly. That's not what I meant, but it is now. Okay. I take. Okay. Yeah, I run up the wall. Okay. Flip over his head. Okay. And um, yeah, and then okay. kick him right between the legs. Go for it. This is going to have to be a six. That's my understanding of a scorpion. This is going to have to be a six, and that other dude is is going to try and break out of the. Sure, the I bet he is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, then this is a skirmish roll. This is great. Okay. Well, I'd like to push myself now because I'm really in in, in it now. This is a this is sure. a hot mess. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. All right. So launch myself up the wall. Kick flip off. Yeah. Land behind him. Yeah. Then like break a sink with his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the next. Turn this into splinter cell. (laughs) This this is gonna have to be. So if I push myself, what do I get? One extra dice and two stress. One extra dice and two stress, but that takes me to eight stress, which is a lot of stress. That's a lot of stress. Yeah. All right. Fine. I'll take it. I've got a five. Okay. A five. Okay. Is my best. Yeah. Cool. Five is the best. Uh, right. Yes. The bicycle kick goes off without a hitch. And All right. uh, let me make a note. Eight stress. Eight stress. Carry on. Yeah. This is more like a panic reaction uh, for you, Zilla. But but what a panic re- reaction is to do yeah. a flip off the wall. <laughs> yeah. When startled, you will run up a wall <laughs> and do a flip. Yeah. Yeah. You're up. The guard doesn't know what's happening. And yeah, is this is it a head into the sink situation? Yeah. It's a. A knee, and then a head on the sink, on the ceramic, smashing the ceramic everywhere. The the pipe starts, like, spraying water in all directions. Yeah. There's uh, spraying, the the bathroom is flooding. You stand there, (gasps) panting furiously, when all of a sudden, 
out of the cubicle door. That's right. Explodes open. Yeah. Lunges. The first dude. Tiger like uh, to grab you around the waist. And at this point, why don't we jump to Edward? Who is having a much more chill time. (laughs) I'm going to be looking up a scorpion kick. (laughs) Okay, Okay, Edvard. um, Mm. uh, Peggy leads you. You don't, as far as you can tell, you're, you're sticking on the. Uh, first floor, um, but you are led through the same door that um, Zilla was initially uh, take, taken from, um, and uh, through to a very plush uh, office. In fact, this is Peggy's office. There's a very well upholstered seat on either side, and she gestures to it and says, "Please, Mr. Gorey, uh, uh, please, please have a seat. We'll we'll uh, begin with the interview, and uh, hopefully, Mr. Mr. Astor will be able to join us." Uh, yeah, uh, before very long. Yeah, can't wait to meet him. I say I'm internally freaking out because I'm certain that Astor will recognise me, his greatest professional rival. So, just trying to keep it together. But you'll keep it. You're keeping it calm. Okay. So, um, so yeah, you sit down and she says, "Now, Mr. Gorey, um, I must say, uh, we were so impressed by your what did you call it again? The Lumiere. The Lumiere uh, uh, magic lanthorn. Yeah, yeah, magic yes. landorn. Yes, um, there oh, was. Oh, get it in my swamp. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very funny. Um, <laughs> Lovely old yes. uh, folk tale. I don't think I could ever get tired of it. That's what's so wonderful about mm, it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and well, congratulations on making it through to the second phase. Um, don't Thank worry. You. Happy to be no here. No more. No more practical examinations here. Okay. Um, we just want to know. Um, a little bit about you. So uh, let's begin with question one. Um, when did you first realise, um, Mr. Gorey, uh, that you loved Astor Interventions? Oh, oh, what wonderful interventions they are. You know, I think it was the first time I ever used an Astor lock to secure. Um, I, like, I like to bicycle around the city and uh, I remember... Th- locking my bicycle to the railings outside of my college and I thought to myself that is a, a wonderful lock and not a, a stupid lock that a baby could have made just appreciating its wonderful design because oh, the previous locks I'd, I'd used had been stupid locks um, that a baby could have made but this one I remember thinking it was particularly fine in its composition and that's when I thought there's, there's something about this Astor his, uh, his interventions, they're very original not stolen from anyone um, that's what I like most about them is their originality and the way that he has originality hasn't... yes we couldn't have put it better ourselves yes. uh, Mr. Gorey originality is one of the three core pillars here that uh, mm. that we that we like to say um, how does pro- he come up with all these ideas I often oh. wonder well uh, you may well get the chance to ask him um, but uh, next next question while we wait um, what in your opinion Mr. Gorey makes Astor Interventions HQ a special place to work you know I think it's the culture. I think it's the people. And, you know, a lot of people will say to you, oh, it's the, it's the interventions. And, the, yeah, there's, there's some truth in that. But I think what Astor has done here that's truly remarkable is he's created a community. And people are coming, have come together, rallied around this wonderful man, and they just want to work hard to really bring out his vision. And I'm sorry I'm getting emotional, but it just means a lot to me. Please do not worry, Mr. Gorey. Uh, she uh, she pushes a, a, a box of tissues, um, uh, kind of slides across the box of tissues uh, across the table to you and says, um, she looks, she's looking very pleased, by the okay. way. Uh, okay. She's got kind of like a, a rosy glow in her cheeks and she's kind of making, making some notes of, you know, praising pre- your, uh, your your answers. She says, um, uh, now, um, next, next, Mr. Gorey, um, 
can I ask, what would you say is your biggest flaw? If I were to say what my biggest flaw is, I think, I think it's that I'm too much of a perfectionist. You know, I just, I really like to see a project through until it's done. And oftentimes, people ask you to, to get something out before it's ready, don't they? Just so it can hit the market and be ready to go. But I just, I feel like the Astor brand is so synonymous with quality and originality and not being stolen from other inventors that I feel like to not put out the very highest quality product possible would be doing a disservice to the Astor name. So if anything, I think that, uh, I think that it's, I just care too much. As you finish that sentence, Edvard, uh, the door behind you bangs open um, and as you spin around, you see a, a medium height fellow in an impeccable purple suit with slicked back white hair and a long starched handlebar tash of the same ice white colour um, walk in. He's looking at a piece of paper and says, Now, Gory, um, this uh, lanthorn that you s- describe, and he looks up and goes, Edvard Lumiere? Uh, no. Cornelius Gory. Uh, Edvard. I... Edvard. Well, well, well. Perhaps you're thinking of my cousin Edvard. Edvard. How pleasant to see you. How long has it been? This is this is rather embarrassing. Um, rather thought I wouldn't run into you. I didn't think you concerned yourself with the the day-to-day business anymore. Thought you were above I, all that. I ordinarily wouldn't, but, uh, well, Peggy puts unusually interesting uh, designs from the jobs fair across my desk, and, well, this lanthorn rather caught my eye. It makes sense now that I see it, that it was yours. You always did have a flair for uh, for originality so i suppose we'll see the uh, the astor magic lanthorn hitting the market in a few months maybe we will maybe we will mr lumiere edvard we're friends aren't we i can call you edvard please do i'd be delighted excuse me Peggy, could you give us the room Peggy like shuffles out crowd walks out awkwardly uh, and he sits down in, in her chair. He presses his fingers together and... I must say, Edvard, I'm... Uh, well, I'm delighted to see you. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Probably run out of in- intervention ideas, haven't you? <laughs> Looking for some new things to steal. Edvard, Edvard, Edvard. I'm delighted to see you. And I'll tell you why, Edvard. It's because I've always thought that this silly feud between us is a lot of silly nonsense. I always thought, why couldn't we combine brain power for the good of Volisport? Uh, this, he sort of pulls open the blinds and gestures out. He, there's a commanding view in this office over the, over, the, over the river. But I see my wishes granted today, Edvard, because uh, it appears, if, uh, if indeed I'm not deceived that you have finally accepted that to work for me would be the highest calling of any inventor in Volusport. Yes, old man, I say. Um, I, as you may or may not be aware, I, I, I 
sort of ran through all the family funds, um, funding my various uh, inventions. And so I am in need of gainful employment. And I thought to myself, you know what? That Astor... That's what I thought to myself. I thought to myself, that Astor, you know, you've had your differences in the past, but you can't deny that the man is successful. And so I thought I'd come down here and get a measure of this place for myself. I was hoping not to run into you. It's rather embarrassing having to come here cap in hand. But now that you have come across me here, there's no sense in hiding my true intentions anymore. I was rather hoping to get a look at this this marvellous place. Perhaps you could give me a tour. I'd love to see what you've got going on here. I'm delighted that you have uh, seen the light. You know, the differences between us, I always thought silly. Silly. Philosophical. Absolutely. Foolish pride. Foolish pride. Your problem, Edvard, is that you always... You always took things a little... A little too seriously. Hmm. You were, uh... I, what, I mean, what even is the theft of ideas that you've worked on and bankrupted yourself trying to get to market? I mean, in the long run, what does it really... What does it really matter? As long as the people are out there enjoying... Enjoying the inventions. I mean, that's Edward, what we're really in it Edward. for, isn't it? We're it for was... the betterment of humanity. It was only ever purely business, and I'm... I'm sorry that you in the past had this bee in your bonnet about intellectual property. The truth is that all great really, isn't steal. Yeah. Isn't that true, Edvard? Isn't that what they say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Just... I, I tell you what, why don't we um why don't we give you uh why don't we give you the tour, introduce you to some of the other heads gosh, of departments. I, gosh, I'd love it. To see uh, yes, why what not? you've built um, he, here. He, he stands um, as if to walk to the door and um and it just just has his hand on the handle, and then he just turns back and says, "It's funny I should see you here, Edvard. You know, um, this isn't the first time recently that your that your uh, name has been brought to my attention." Oh, hmm. Yes, yeah, a rather nasty bit of business uh, at uh, at Cabcon. I don't know if you heard. We had a, a oh, a I read a function. Read about it in the paper. One of your interventions mm. burst into flames. Yes, I mean, you were there that day, weren't you? At Capcom? Yes. Don't, don't think so. Edvard. But can, can you prove I was at Capcom? Amadeus? Don't think you can. <laughs> I think I can. In fact, why don't you come with me to meet the man who I think can prove it? <laughs> uh, and he shows you out the out the door Edvard outside the door there is another security guard waiting um, probably Astor walks everywhere with one a sort of personal security detail and he says just this way Edvard and um, walks you down the corridor still on still on this floor still only on floor one uh, yes yes you are yeah you still no. haven't moved floor um, in fact no let's say he takes you further into the bowels of the uh takes you let's say he takes you up to the security floor for instance that would make sense because where he is leading you is to the office you quickly surmise of his personal private investigator and as he opens the door to this office edvard uh you recognize um the the man who's sat down uh, across from this desk it's the very same gentleman who was with you in the bar when you met wester who was uh, peeking over his newspaper 
Astor says. Edvard, let me leave you with my, uh, my man, Roth. Uh, Mr. Helker here. Well, he handles, uh, some of the, uh, some of the business that, uh, I don't always have the, the time or the inclination to, uh, to get involved with personally. Frankly, sometimes it's a dirty business. Um, security, privacy, these are things I value. The integrity of my ideas. Mr. Roth helped me, uh, enforce these things I hope we meet again soon Edvard and, me too uh, he... I smile in a way that conveys limitless rage <laughs> <laughs> yeah he closes he closes the office door and uh, this uh, this fellow who you've already seen who you now know is Roth a sort of weaselly fellow in a, a kind of brown suit that's that's kind of quite tattered and a and a bow tie that's a, that's a little loose walks around you and just walks to the door behind you, Edvard, and just locks the door. And at that point, why don't we jump back to Zilla? Yeah, I'm choking out guard number one with my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you know what? Just because that was so funny and so off the cuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're on. You're in a yeah, flooding bathroom. bathroom. Is, yeah, full of water and broken ceramic. Flooding bathroom, um, broken one, ceramic. One yeah. guy's out cold from having had his face smashed on a sink. Yeah. And the other one is just, just entering into unconsciousness because yeah. of the, the thigh choking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What now? Well, <laughs> this room is done. So I um, look around for a cleaning closet. You know, like in a, in a public bathroom and you have like oh. a cleaning closet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. There's um, it, it's, it's, it's a cupboard more than a closet, but yeah. Yeah, there's quite small. You I open imagine. it. Well, there's a mop and a broom. You might Not fit enough. these two. You might fit these two in if you really stuff them in uncomfortably. You know what? I don't have time. I take out one of those slippery floor do not enter kind of like yellow. Signs, oh yeah, there's one of those know? in the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just leave it in front of the bathroom door. <laughs> yep. Cool. Okay. Yep. No worries. So you're heading back back out into the corridor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I close the door. I yep. like, I take a second. Just like, uh, that, yeah, was, so, that was a that was a thing. Yeah. And then I um, put put the sign down uh, as you uh, put the sign down you hear um, a door closing from further up the, the corridor and you see my goodness who is it it's only Amadeus Astor he's walking what? out of the room you just saw him come into with a security person uh, he's he's not looking at you Zilla neither okay. of them are they're yeah. intently in conversation with each other you right. overhear um, Astor say something along the lines of uh, Helker will get it out of him and, and, and that'll be the end and finally I can rid myself of a, a long-running nuisance. Today is a good day. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And but yeah, so they're they're just having this little tête-à-tête, having left this yeah. room, but they are about to turn your way. And I pop the collar on my lab coat like that. Look. Cool. <laughs> and okay. um, quickly turn on one heel and uh, walk in the other direction, back towards the stairway. All right, and then I jog up the stairway. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's <laughs> fine. Because I know that I need to get to the security floor. Mm-hmm. You're on the security floor now. Where the lock blueprints are going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know where my colleague Edvard is. is no. But, 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 but yeah, I don't know. Where, I don't know where he is. I um, but I make my way onto the um, security floor. You can probably. I mean, for what it's worth, um, it would be a striking coincidence on this day that you try and do an incursion into the Amadeus Astor place to see the man himself leaving a building mentioning uh, oh no I assume know. that he's talking about Edvard, Edvard I yes, just yes, don't cool. know where Edvard 
is. I assume he's being tortured horribly somewhere, but there's just sure. nothing I can do about it right now. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we're up on the... I feel dreadful about it, but it's Noted. Beyond, Noted. beyond my power. Yeah. Viewer, she feels terrible. I feel terrible, terrible about it. I might as well stay on target. Yeah, cool. I know he would want me to com- continue and complete our mission. Yeah, cool. That's what he'd be saying right now. All right. Mm-hmm. Sixth floor. Okay, I'm on the sixth floor. Yeah. Fifth Looking floor? out onto the corridor, anyway, uh, you the don't. Security floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I uh, I guess that the layout is similar. Layout similar and s- similar, and you've seen three this rooms. Solid. Three yep. rooms. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I head for the uh, research and development yep. chamber. Well, you know which door you're heading for, yeah. I do. I ho- I um I hover around that door and see if I can hear anything from within. Uh, you can hear humming. Okay, not like musical humming, like mechanical humming. No, a kind of like, well, I wouldn't call it musical, but you can hear a... Oh, okay. Organic humming. Okay. All right. Well, anyone who hums on the regs, I reckon I can take in a fight. <laughs> I think. That's a great rule of thumb. Yeah. 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 So I, um, I, just, uh, I just walk in, in my yeah. lab coat. Cool. See what's what. You walk in in the lab coat. Um, there is uh, another woman in a lab coat. She's got a clipboard and she's um, she's uh, got papers spread out over this desk. I think you, you didn't come in very sneaky, did you? I think yeah. She turns no. around and she turns around and looks at you and and says, "Oh, uh, hello." Hi. Are you, are you lost? Can I can I help you? I haven't seen you before. No, I'm new. It's my first day. Right. I see. It's my first day. Hi. Hi. It- they told me to come to the research and development department in oh, well, the security wing, right? Yes, well, well I mean, this is we all we all we have here is archives. I, I suspect you want the next door over if it's um if if you if you're a. An oh no, inventor. I'm the new archivist. I'm an archivist. Ah, help at last! My my mm. budget request must have gone through. Pleasure to meet you. My name's Alice, and she goes for a handshake. Hi, Alice. I give her a hearty, firm handshake. All right, well, archiving's what I love, and it's what I'm here to do. So, well, if you could start, if you could start on these boxes, uh, we, they recently took a tumble, and everything in here is going to be need to be alphabetized. Uh, well, if yeah. there's one thing I know, it's the alphabet, Alice. So, <laughs> that's great. A for A for al- alphabet. Alice. A for Alice. A for- I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't socialize much. Um, but it's uh, oh. but um, well, yes, start on this box and um, when you've finished uh, I'll move you on to the uh, AM through AP Now you're box. talking. Okay. Can't wait to get started. Well, there it is. Alright, I, I kind of shuffle over to the A, to the box of A's. Yeah. It's a big, uh-huh. well, big metal box okay. full of folders. Sweet. Yeah. All right, is Alice going about her business, getting back to work? What's she yeah. doing? Yeah, she's just stood next to you now. Starts humming again. Oh, sorry. Do tell me if that's annoying. I'll stop. No, I love it. Louder, oh. if anything. It's good. What a great, what a great tune, Alice. I love it. Okay, I, I like Alice very much, and I hope I don't have to choke her out with my thighs. I'm sorry. So, oh, nothing. Um, I. How far away is the D, the, the D filing cabinet, as it were? Is it, is it a filing cabinet? Uh, I'll tell you got? what you have here is, um, in this room, there are many shelves, all full of boxes, like the one you're looking got at it. now. Got it, The you know, And they are arranged alphabetically, so there is a, a you know an A crate, a B crate, a C crate, okay. and so on, in the alphabetical okay. style. Yes. Um, 
you've you've been told to alphabetize the A crate, which is out off the shelf and mm. on this big table, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. where Alice is also going about her work. Okay, cool. Well, um, with her back to me, I go over to the D crate and, and bring it down, <laughs> pop it on the table next to the A crate. Okay, uh, make me a roll for this if you're trying to do it without her. Well, seeing. how how much attention is she paying? Is she supervising me? I mean, she's not supervising you, but you, you've been asked okay, to alphabetize okay. everything inside this A crate. Okay, no, 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 I, I got this, I got this, that's fine. Okay, right. So I guess this is a... Prowl? Maybe Prowl, maybe Finesse. I mean, again, I have no dots in either, but for, for academic sake... Uh, let's call it a prowl. Because you could push yourself, but you would be traumatised, is that right? <laughs> I do not want to be traumatised because I because of archiving. Because I file filing, filing can be traumatic. <laughs> uh, no. Um, okay, I'll just do it. I'll just, let's just do it. Let's do legends. It. All right, you got three. Okay, cool. Yeah, you go over to the D crate uh, and start to pull it sneakily yeah. off and it just overbalances and just tips Oh no! Oh, Alice! Spill out. Oh, what oh, a first my. day! What happened oh. here? Well, why, Alice, why on earth were you? I'm glad you asked, Alice. There was a, a D file in the A crate, so I was right. taking down the D crate so I could correctly file and archive the D file in the D crate, and I overbalanced and uh, yeah, just D files everywhere. This is a real mess. Um, oh gosh, look at oh no. Uh, Zilla, don't you? It's only your first day. I'm going to go get Peter to help us. Um, it, okay. In fact, you know, I'll just—he's just in the next. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just call him. She goes over to a little electronic box that's kind of on the thing. Oh, Alice! I choke uh, Alice unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll me for that as well. Poor Alice. <laughs> Poor Alice. I liked her. Uh, okay, I choke her unconscious um, with my thighs, and it is a <laughs> four. Yeah. A four, okay, four. yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, you choke Alice out with your thighs? No, that doesn't make any sense. Like, she's standing, I'm standing. You could jump into yeah, a I hurricane s- rhino position. <laughs> I slide my bicep under her chin <laughs> and gently and just flex without, yeah, and just do a nice big flex without bruising or otherwise damaging her windpipe. I you do choke successfully her choke her out, but uh, that was a four you got, right? Yes, so there's it was a complication a four. in there. As um, you get to Alice nearly in time, but she does, she presses the buzzer the oh. like that. Yeah. And as you're choking her out, a voice comes over this kind of intercom, like, like Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Alice. Is that, just checking. This is just a test. Check Alice? The buzzer. Yeah. What? Why'd you ring me? What's going on? I was checking the buzzer, still working. It was. It sounded weird earlier. It made people's voices sound like other people's voices. Does, Christ, do I sound Alice. like me? Yeah. What? Well, I get very lonely here, Peter. It's very lonely here in the archives. It's just me, Alice. I'm Alice. Alice. And I get very lonely, and sometimes I need to talk to you, Peter. Alice, I don't know how many times I have to tell you I don't want to go out with you. Well, think on it, Peter. I'll try again tomorrow. God, all right. Um, look, <laughs> I'm coming up. Something's not right. No, I'm no, coming no, up. No. I'm coming up. Just I'll be there in a minute. It. Oh, yeah. oh, Peter! Oh, I'll be sorry to choke you out. Maybe he eventually. does want to go out. Maybe he does want to go out with Alice. Actually, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Fine. Well, um, I run over to the D, the the contents of the D crate that yep. has spilled everywhere, and I hurriedly start looking for a file that reads 
dimmer mansion. Dimmer, yeah. Mm. Mansion, comma, dimmer. Cool, while that's happening, let's cut back to Edvard. Okay, you're sat in this room, Edvard, and um, Roth Helka sort of uh, stalks back in front of you. Um, he produces, he goes, he goes to his shelves and he's... Luella, Lumiere, Lumiere, yes. And, um, he What's this about, Roth? Lumiere, yes. Graduated with honours. Very good. Yeah, it is very, very good. Very good. It's hard to get uh, Determined to make it as an inventor, but uh, didn't have me. very much success. Had lots of success. Burned actually. through the family money, and, well, you're... Uh, here's interesting. I have a detailed file on you, Mr. Edvard, up until, uh, up until a few weeks ago, where... Uh, well, there's just a big blank space and a question mark, except I know that you were at a Capcom. Do you mind if I, uh, if I smoke, Roth, I say? I produce a cigarette case from my pocket. Do, do you mind if I smoke? Feel, f- feel free, Mr. Edvard, feel free. Uh, I open the case. I'm going to tick off a box of load for this. Um, and while it looks like a cigarette case, what it actually contains is a modular blowpipe. With a little bit of leisure demand, making it look like I'm removing a cigarette, I screw the two halves of the blowpipe together, raise it to my lips, and then just going to pop a little dart right into Roth's neck. It's a sleeping um, alchemical preparation. Lovely. Uh, yeah. Well, I think you'd better make me a roll for this. Okay. So I guess this would be finesse, right? Trying to hit it him with could a, be. Trying to hit him with a blowpipe. Feels about right to me. All right. Could be finesse, could be tinker. Uh, No, that is a five and a two. Okay, well, no worries. We take the five. You do manage this. Funk sort of hits him, hits hits Roth in the neck. Just as he's going through your continuing to go through your file, he's not even looking in your direction. He's he's Mm. reading through. Makes me wonder, Edvard, what exactly is it? You've been out. Oh, God! Let's walk up towards him to grab him as he falls, so he doesn't make a noise. Cool. Uh, you do um, you do manage to stop him from making a noise as he falls, but he hits his head pretty nastily on the oh. table as he get on the corner of the table. Donk like that. Well. He's unconscious and and blood is kind of pooling uh, and underneath him. Oh. Um, well, shouldn't have worked for Astor. <laughs> I say. <laughs> now that he's unconscious, Edvard, you you for the first time get to have a, have a proper look at the room you're in. This is a private investigator's office. There are notes, folders all over the place. Um, you can have a you can have a rifle through if you yeah, want. Yeah, I would you like can just to. There could be some, it out of here asap. There could be some useful information here. Just I don't have time to go through everything, but I just like a top line skim of the files to see if anything jumps out at me. It's particularly okay. useful. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, maybe I tell you what, make me roll just to see how much you get. Uh, okay, I'm gonna roll a study. Cool. Six. Six. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with with incredible speed, you you manage to surmise this stuff. Adrenaline is coursing through Edvard's body. I imagine this room is full of evidence that uh, Roth Helker has collected, both on Astor's enemies, but in fact, mainly, uh, it he's clearly been tasked with monitoring and stealing the ideas of every young inventor in Volisport. Um, with a wry look, Edvard, you realise that Astor has even industrialised the theft of ideas. Is there no end to his <laughs> no, depravity? No as you go through it. these as you, you go through these papers, you see that um, a promising uh, young graduate has, has, has cooked up a system of pipes for transporting hot water throughout the walls and floors of a house. There's something here about a chemical process for treating natural rubber to make it hard enough to withstand being attached to a wheel. 
There's what looks like a blueprint for a rotund pail with a metal cover uh, that could make it possible to produce an ice cream at home. And letters written by an explorer, uh, written home to his wife that have somehow been intercepted by Roth that describe a, a chemical element that when combined with steel prevents rusting. Actually, this one's clearly been across Astor's desk because he's written rubbish in uh, <laughs> big sort of red ink un- under right. that and and it'll never work uh, A dot A. There is a lot of physical evidence here of intellectual property theft. Mm. That's right. what you're looking at. All right, well, I'll have that then. Um, okay, so I'd like to just stow this damning evidence uh, and yeah. also he should be unconscious for a while with... Um, the sleeping draft that I gave him. So, uh, can I get the key to the room? As just through his yeah. through his pockets, grab that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to leave the room and lock it and keep the key. Um, cool. So even if he does come to, he won't be able to get out. And then uh, I'm going to go upstairs. All right. Um, yeah. When you get upstairs, you you are also following the the, the map. You can hear um, uh, the Wester that Wester gave you. You can hear in the other doors. You know, through the you can you can hear that there are people like working and and doing things, but you do you do manage to slip through these corridors and up the stairs when no one is around. That's doesn't sound too difficult, especially because yeah. Well, we've already done that for Zilla, so it'd be boring to roll that again. Yeah, and you are presumably heading into the same door. Yes. That, yeah. You um, find Zilla and an unconscious Alice, and Zilla is frantically going through papers. Oh, <laughs> hi! You made it. Hi. What's what's Help. going on? Yeah, okay. Um, Zilla is also soaking wet and covered in blood. Right. Gosh, you look like you've had quite the afternoon, I say. Yeah, I've been busy. Uh, help me find the dimmer file. Uh, it's okay. here somewhere. I'm gonna look I've got blood for, on a lot of it. I'm going to look for the dimmer file too. Okay, all right. You find it after a little while. It is a large piece of um, like architect paper. Yeah. Um, it's got big big circle on it that that is that is clearly a vault door it's unbelievably intricate um you're going to need to study this a bit more carefully edvard but yeah this is what you were after this is what you okay were looking for. uh instead of sealing this would it be possible is is there some paper here i can make a copy of the diagram so we don't take it and tip maybe tip them off in advance as to what's going to happen very bloody smart yes of course there's yeah there's paper pens right. here yeah um, I barricade the door to okay. buy time. Barricade the door. I'm going to make a copy of this document. All right. I, I tip a filing cabinet in front of the door and then nice. another one on top of that. Uh, as you're... Because this is going to take quite a long time because it is a, a detailed drawing, obviously. Zilla, part, partway through this, the door just does kind of shift, doesn't move, obviously, because you barricaded it. Yep. And you just hear a... Alice? Peter, I want to I be alone. Leave me alone, Peter. Alice, Too late, look, Peter. I'm sorry about what I... Said, no, it's I... too late. We can Alice. never be. I've barricaded myself in the archive. I want to be alone. All right. Okay, Alice, but... If you ever... Well... Look, I... The thing is, Alice, I... D- I haven't known how to say it before, but... I'm not made of stone. Of course I have feelings for you. I just... I thought for so long that you didn't feel the same way, and Get rid of then... Him. You were with Benny, and by the time it... Well, just... Is this our fate, Alice? To just be ships passing in the night? I don't know, Peter. I hope not. Benny, he sucked. He was bad. He's, I, he's, he's out of the picture. But I want to be alone right now. I've got a lot to think about. I'll go, Alice, if you will just tell me there's hope. 
there, uh, there's always hope, Peter. I just need to feel my feelings for a while, alone in my archives. I love, the, I love it here. It's the only place I really feel at home. Take as long as you need, Alice, but not too long. We've okay. waited long enough. I stroke the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear a you you hear a kind of choked sniffle from the other side. Oh, and the sound of someone mastering their feelings, and then they are. Uh, Wait for me, Peter. Uh, yeah, you hear footsteps. Okay. Going, going off away. All right, uh, yeah, Edvard, you've you finished Got the drawing it. now. B- bloody hurry up. It's done. <laughs> right, then put, put the dimmer file back where you, you found it, and let's get out of here. Oh, I found it on the floor. I dropped it all on the floor. Alice, okay. I, I, this is Alice. This is Alice. I point at the unconscious woman. Oh, dear. She saw my face. Right. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, Don't you have some sort of forget... Forget forgetting Ray. <laughs> I mean, what have you got? What have you got in your bag of tricks? I mean, if we put the the mind reading hat on her, if we turn it up high enough, it might erase some of her memory. It's not been tested. I thought it was just maybe a hat. No, it really does stuff to your brain. <laughs> oh. No, no, it really does stuff to your brain. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's just that that thing isn't necessarily communicate your thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> thoughts of others. I, but I don't want perhaps, to scramble her perhaps, brains, Edward. Perhaps it's an amazing memory loss hat instead. Certainly couldn't get it to work with the mind reading. So who knows? That's the great no, thing about inventions. If they're not one thing, they could be. They can be something else. I can't do that to Alice, Edward. I need to know how I'm her sure? and Peter play out. Yeah, sure. I don't want to scramble her brains. Maybe I'm she'll forget that tr- she doesn't like Peter, and then this new Peter she might like Peter we don't know this is this is why we I have to know get a job we erase her memory <laughs> Zilla's hashtag team palace uh. <laughs> look I'm just saying I've interfered I've interfered enough and now now we've just got to let the course let, let, let this, this thing run alright cool. well okay so you just want to leave the room like this I think we should go out the window uh, okay, well, we're five stories up. Um, I do have some. What have you got in your bag of magic inventions? Well, I've got some climbing gear, but I oh, mean, there you go. I, I look, I survey out the window. Um, does it go out onto a busy street? Is it uh, an alleyway? What are we looking at out of this window? Uh, out of this window. So um, Astor had this building. He chose this site specifically for the headquarters because on the side that you entered, there's the street, and then on the other side, it's built onto a. a a cliff that looks out over the river which means that it's basically impossible to get into the building to sort of scale it from the other side so for increased security it's basically on the corner of where a river meets a canal um so what you're looking out of this window is a long drop down to the river okay i mean i don't think we can climb down here zilla there's a it's a pretty massive drop and then there's a river at the bottom why don't we flash back cool and We're on a remote cliff just outside of Volisport. And okay. I am training Edvard how to swan dive. <laughs> okay, Perfectly. Yeah. All right. From an, a, an Olympic height style diving board. But off a cliff. Off a cliff. Sure, 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 okay. sure, sure. Okay. okay. That's what we're doing. We're training ourselves to swan dive because we knew that we'd end up at the top of this building and probably need a quick way out. Okay. So we learned, we learned how to swan dive. It was great. We had a, we had a fun time. We really um, grew our friendship. I tell you yeah. what, Edvard, let's not make this your responsibility. Zilla, why don't you roll me, and this will be to find out how good your instruction was. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Command? Command, yeah. Command? I can, I'm very commanding. I can imagine Just it being command as well, yeah. Dive better. Dive yep. now. Dive yep. good. Okay, well, I've got a... I've got a dot in command, so... All right. It's a six. Hey, a six. Yeah. All right, I'm brilliant. The best yeah. Um, cool. Diving uh, instructing. Say yeah. No stress for that flashback. Uh, not least because Zilla, I know you can barely I'm so stand. So stressed it. already. But that, but that actually, you know, afternoon's diving instructions. You, you've had, you've had a few days to plan this. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. We you, made a day. We, we had a picnic. It was lovely. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We had a lovely day out. And we Ed made Arnold, a day of it. Pu- Although puny, he is puny. He's agile. I and do can my dive. I do my calisthenics every morning. I rise nice. and I do various isometric exercises. And that's why he's so good at diving <laughs> because of all the calisthenics and old timey like beat. You know those like medicine ball exercises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. This uh, this lesson happened with um, Edvard wearing black and white stripy Victorian yes. bathing yes. bathing woolens. Yes. Of, yeah, yeah. Wiry. Okay. Yeah. yeah wiry. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Surprisingly okay. strong. So, you're facing out over this river, long way yep. up. Yep. All right, Zilla, just like you said. <laughs> just like I said. I say. So, I just cross cross the arms. Yep. And uh, straighten his arrow. Yep. Straight feet as an arrow. Feet together. Hold my breath. Feet together. Yep. And then just don't die. just pu- yeah. don't, pu- don't open yep. your mouth. Pucker up down there and then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's lesson eggs. 1. Seal all the exits yep. and yeah. then jump. Seal yeah, all the exits and then jump. Right. Yeah, that's the one. All right, count us in. All right. Three, two, one, dive. Yep. Yeah. Uh, on the way down, you're looking down, you see the bit floors of the building kind of... <laughs> then it turns to, uh, like, rock as, the, as you sort of fall down the cliff portion. And then all of a sudden... Everything okay. goes Hit dark, the water, and, then, and it... then I spread out all my limbs underwater to slow my descent. And then you kick underwater. your way back up to the surface. Yep, you are in the middle of the river now, and you are thankful that you found some way of waterproofing the, all the paper oh, yeah. documents that you. It's took definitely out of that sealed building. in a mm. in a wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, an architect's tube. There Oil skin. Yeah, there would have been wax plenty paper, of them. You know. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, I don't think they can catch you now, so I think we'd better call the school there. Yeah. Great. Let's yeah. work. Swim to shore, shake ourselves off like dogs. <laughs> and then Fantastic. bedraggled head back to the city. Right, so you've still got a wanted level of a zero, which means no entanglement. We don't have to worry about entanglements again, but heat. The crew takes heat. Add one heat for a high-profile or well-connected target. Absolutely. Yeah. Add plus one heat if the situation happened on hostile turf. I don't think it did really. Um, Agreed. I think you're hostile with the. I mean, Edvard is hostile, but I don't think the crew is officially hostile with Astor interventions. One heat if you're at war. No, 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 no. Add plus two heat if killing was involved. It was not. There were some complications for sure. You left. Um, I mean, Roth will know what was going on, and you didn't want to uh, scramble Alice's brains, which was commendable, but that is going to add to heat as well, so that is going to be three heat from this, which... Sorry, ooh, everybody. It's all our problems now. That is, takes you to, as the crew, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of nine heat. Ooh. How exciting. Yikes! How exciting. How do we reduce heat? 
Well, you can do it as a downtime action, um, so you can a, a, a attempt okay. to do some of it now if you want. When your heat ticks all the way up, uh, you gain one wanted level, and when you've got a wanted level, you get extra entanglements after mm. a, after a score. Yeah, I think like I'd better try and reduce some heat, games. because probably Barnaby will be involved in some way in the next... <laughs> <laughs> I need to reduce my stress, so um, I am off to a secret gritty underground fight club. Cool. Okay, so um, you're to, indulging uh, indulging your vice. in my passion for fighting. Yes. So roll dice equal to your lowest attributes. Which is none, yeah. Which one do you have none in? Oh, so. right, yes, I see, I remember. Uh, oh, wait, no, I haven't got any with none in. Resolve yeah. is my lowest attribute, yeah. Resolve, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, roll... Um, one dice, basically. Roll one yeah. dice there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a five. Cool. Wow. Nice one. Uh, clear stress equal to that, so, yeah. Oh, sweet. So I'm down That's to five. three stress. Down to three. Because I... Yeah. Beautifully done. Well done. I beat um, someone to a pulp until it makes me less stressed. Oh, that sounds nice. But it's okay because they wanted to be at the fight club. So, so Edvard, you want to reduce heat, is that right? I'd love to. Yes, please. So the way that this works mechanically is you basically have to come up with what you are doing in the world that will, uh, in practical terms, reduce the heat right. on the crew. And then you roll for it. And based on your roll, we, we reduce some heat. Okay, I would like to start... Um spreading rumours that um, Astor has been cursed and that's why a, a lot of uh, bad luck has been happening to him recently some people have been saying that he's been targeted by a criminal gang but I think a lot more likely I mean considering the sort of stuff that he's into you know, none of my business but uh, I think uh, probably probably he's cursed Volusport folks are a superstitious lot I think that rumour is probably likely to take so what would you roll for that for this rumour rumor uh, spreading consort consort yeah sounds fine yeah. alright I'm rolling consort that's a four four okay uh, that is two wow two heat cleared nice great. one uh, I'll mark those off right now so that brings you back down to six great work uh, so you both have one more downtime action uh, if you want to do anything else do you want to know what long term things you've got going on long term um, projects I'm going to try and reduce a bit of stress as well ok Edvard so uh, roll me your weakest attributes and we'll see how much stress you uh, yeah to. resolve is my weakest attributes I've just got a dot how do you do it by the way how do you how do you reduce stress oh your, um, uh, vice yeah my vice in? is weird uh, oh okay and <laughs> yeah say no more <laughs> <laughs> no I'm into um I'm into the uh, the intersection of science and the supernatural. Sure. So I will be spending time attending seances, trying to transmute lead into gold, various things that border on magic and have no basis in scientific reality. That's my kind of... That's awesome. my vacation. Okay, that sounds great. Maybe that roll. It's a five. Cool, so that takes you down to one stress, I think. Is great. that right? Yeah, one stress. Amazing. Very tidy, very tidy. Cool. Do uh, I get another? I get another downtime action, right? You get another, yeah. Um, I'd like to treat my twisted shoulder because it hurts. We need some healing. Okay, cool. Oh, um, well, I mean, let me just throw this out there. Um, on in the last uh, adventure we did, Casimir and Lilith started a long-term project to recruit a better doctor for the gang which would uh, oh. give you improved odds when you make those healing rolls huh. they filled one of the uh, six pieces okay but uh, if you try and do a bit more research into that you won't be doing any healing now and you did get hurt so it's how up to you. Uh, okay right so I have two level one harms at the moment Okay, yeah. What does that amount to? Like, what does that mean? It means that if you take level one harm again, so if something yes. minor happens to you, like just being exhausted or something, yes. it turns into level two harm. 
Right. Level one harm you have next time you heal uh, will clear. Okay, well, I think two level one harms, um, yeah, I think it's probably worth the, the short-term investment of fixing my shoulder. So I go cool. to someone who can pop it back in or something. Yep, no worries. Um, so, uh, yeah, you've already got one bit filled in your healing I clock, do. is that right? naturally have one bit filled in a healing clock. Well, you would normally roll uh, one because you have like a basic quality uh, healer that the gang. Oh yeah, we don't have a doctor. Sort, sort, okay. Sort of visits. You don't really have a. Uh, you already have a doctor, but you can yes. add. You can add an extra one. Plus one d. Um, so an extra dice. So two. A two dice roll. Five and a one. Five and a one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the one will get you one segment, and the five will get you two segments for wow. a total of four segments. Four segments. So yeah. So I'm healed. Oh Brilliant. yeah, You're nice. Healed. Oh, that feels much better. Yeah. Excellent. Oh yeah. Your level one harms nice. melt away. Uh, well done, uh, folks. That was that was brilliant. That was loads of fun. Can't believe we met Amadeus Astor and yeah. and his and went inside his evil base. Stupid <laughs> place of idiot inventions. Great work. Great role playing. Um, check back next time in two weeks for more Blades in the Dark. And also a podcast. Yeah. To, like, yes. Yesterday went up. Where can people find the Oxventure podcast, Jane? The Oxventure podcast. Is an is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, but also sometimes we talk about Blades in the Dark, and it is available everywhere you get podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search for yeah. Ox Venture. Ox Venture. We're the only people that use the word Ox Venture, so you'll yeah. find it easy. Thanks everyone. Like and subscribe, etc., etc. Have a great time. Stay safe out there. See Bye. you next time. Goodbye. Some interesting revelations there about uh, Edvard and his rival, Amadeus Astor. Mm. Um, I saw some comments from people like before this episode, like after the character of Edvard was introduced, they were like, either like Amadeus Astor doesn't even know that Edvard exists, exists or yes. Amadeus Astor doesn't, ex- doesn't exist himself. Like Tyler Durden situation. Or he is actually Edvard or something. Yeah. So a lot of, lot of theories going around. Theories. To, to Luke's credit, I think it's... Um, because Luke was sort of in charge of what the character of Amadeus Astor was rather than I created the character when I created my backstory, but um, it was sort of Luke's, Luke was steering where that character was going to go and like what they would be like because they were the storyteller and the character turned up and he was portraying him. So Luke could have sent it any number of ways. And the, uh, the way that he sent it without sort of discussing with me was what I was was kind of going for, which was it was an actual, you know, Tesla Edison rivalry because if Astor had turned up and been like, I don't even know who this Edvard is, it like changes a lot about the character of Edvard without any input from me, really. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, Edvard is a fantasist and yeah, a terrible. Slightly uh, pathetic fantasist. Yeah, it yeah. would it would have completely like undermined the character. But um I mean it would have been an interesting character in its own way, but maybe yeah. not like the most um empowering, ego stroking character to play, someone who is a, you know, massive fantasist. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely I could have you know rolled with it, but it's uh, it wasn't what I had in mind, and it was it's nice that we were sort of simpatico with. I think Luke must have been picking up what you were throwing down. I yeah, mean, with your yeah. your legendary love of the um, Tesla um, Edison rivalry, mm, sure. I think Luke must have detected that and uh, and run with it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was nice um, to sort of have that borne out by this episode it's one of those challenging but kind of interesting setups where 
the DM, uh, Luke in this case. And I, you know, I'm imagining this is what went through his head, but um, to be like, okay, I'm going to set them this challenge and I have no idea how they're going to go about it, which was to sort of pass the job interview at Astor Industries. And obviously Mm -hmm. we've got two characters who are differently suited to this task. So, you know, it would have taken some really high roles from Zilla to get through this. But um, I thought it was a really uh, interesting and kind of cool way to to set this up, being like basically play in, play in this space. We've got a job interview. Now what are you going to do about it? Um, and obviously Edvard is like, well, I'm going to like overdo this, whereas Zilla is just like, I'm just going to hit things with a hammer and see what happens. Mm, yeah, I think, I think Edvard has a lot more natural aptitude for the scenario than Zilla did. Yeah, but then, you know, Zilla got into the uh, into the various vents and corridors and started choking people out with her thighs. So that was, that you know, fun. so we... Yeah. Uh, I, imagine, I imagine Zilla increasingly as a kind of steampunk trinity. Sure. So like a really big, like a himbo, like a she-himbo, like a shimbo. Shim- a shimbo. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's, that's good. Um, what I also really liked from Zilla in this episode was the, the sort of Peter and Alice romance through the door parts yeah, towards the was- end. That was my favourite. Care to, I think care that to might speak be my on, favourite. Speak, speak on that. Speak on that. Well, um, I don't think we treat with a lot of romance in our role playing. Uh, in our role playing here at Oxventure, mm-hmm. for, for, what, for whatever reason. Here at Oxventure uh, Industries, because we're all um, afraid of love. Is why. I. I mean, I um, assumed that was the reason. Yeah. <laughs> I assume that was the reason. But I think, I think finally Luke found a way to um, to add a romantic subplot that we were emotionally, um, we felt emotionally safe with. And that is a complete farce where, <laughs> where yeah. it's me kind of sock puppeting someone else's role yeah. in a, in a hot office romance. Yeah. 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 No, I loved That's that. That's good. I thought I found it very, very fun. Um, and yeah, more, more more of that. Although that's a very specific request. <laughs> more of uh, that, please. I mean, right, yeah, for, I for the for the for the romantic listeners out there, there's there's very little in the way of like um, romance going on. There's it's mostly Dobbs. In fact, it's mostly Dobbs and his various. What about uh, <laughs> Merylwen and her Merylwen and her uh, boyfriend octopus thing? Well, the octo- Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. More of that. Yeah. <laughs> Meryl Wen's octopus boyfriend. More of that. Meryl Wen's octopus boyfriend. Brilliant. Cool. Um, so that was it. That was the whole, that was the Aster Gambit, which I think the most important thing about it, the most, the most significant thing about it is that it was the episode for, um, for the Aster Edvard rivalry, you know? Yeah. And it, we also it, it brought it to the fore. Yeah, we also got to meet um, Roach, his head of security, who will be an important character. Oh yeah, indeed. Later on, indeed. So, so there was yeah, a, yeah some some interesting elements being introduced in this one uh, to keep an eye on. I also like the flashback right at the very end. I feel like dramatically, that's good use of a flashback. If oh, I do say so myself, Zilla teaching Edvard how yeah. to jump off cliffs. Like how the heck are we going to get out of this multi-story building? But it also it. it just sounds like a really nice day. You know, they packed a picnic and you know, yeah. went on yeah, a hike yeah, yeah. and then jumped yeah. off a cliff a bunch of times. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's a good day in Volusport. Yeah, I I often forget that flashback is a power available to us. Yes, and so I feel quietly proud. I remember to use it at the very last possible second. Yeah. 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 Cool. 
You'll remember Hellish Rebuke next. That'll be. I mean, let's not get carried <laughs> let's away. Let's not get carried away. I think in future, um, if you look closely at me playing D and D, I'll have hellish re- written on my hand in like handy marker. <laughs> so whenever anyone hits me, I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, it's smudged. Rebuke. What does this I say? I rebuke he- you hellishly. He- Hellman's relish. I <laughs> can't be right. I rebuke thou. I, re- I rebuke you in the strongest possible terms. <laughs> From hellishly. hell. Yeah. From hell's okay. heart, I rebuke at thee. I rebuke at thee, yeah. Cool. So that was the Aster Gambit from mm. Blades in the Dark, brought to you by Oxventure. And uh, stay tuned. Come back for more next week. It's going to be, um, who's starring next week's episode? It's Mike. Mike. As Barnaby. And Johnny. And Johnny as Casimir. So imagine yep. what those two crazy fools are going to get up it's, to. It's that bloody balloon episode, isn't it? Well, I mean, spoilers, is it? Oh, all right. Well, you'll have to to listen and find out. Come back next week and find out, folks. Yeah. Cool. Um, Also, if you go to the store, store.outsidexbox.com, there are some very sweet dice available to you. I'm going to, I'm going there right now. The Oxventure Dice Set, third edition. They're very beautiful. Yeah, they roll beautifully. Each precious polyhedron has been painstakingly selected to ensure only the most random make their way to you, the discerning dice wanter. Yeah, that's so yeah, guaranteed that's random. Yeah, and they're sort of black and green and iridescent with sort of goldenish, goldenish numbering. They are very them. pretty. And there's a little OX logo, a little pretty, pretty math rocks. Yeah, mm, delicious non-edible yeah, math. Don't rocks. eat them. How, how's that for <laughs> mixed messaging? Yeah, we got sent um, some edible deed. I've got them. Dice. They're behind Have me. You got them. They're yeah, they're, a, they're on that shelf. Such a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> like, well, I'm I'm going to bring them in for Egbert because I feel. I feel like oh, it would, would be an amusing them up bit for him to eat his dice. Egg yeah. boy jaws. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to shake them every now and then because I think they're made of like, they're basically hard candy. Yeah. Um, but you know how like hard candy in a tin gets all kind of fused together after yeah. a while. Otherwise you're going to have they, one big rock. Well, you could do that for like one big together. roll and then just roll the, the kind of stuck together dice. A massive dial yeah. of die. And then dice all the readable dice. faces. That's the number yeah. you rolled. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll do that instead of like extricating them from each other smashing them apart nice cool all right well see you at pax if you're going to be at pax yeah come say hi and also see you back here next week for another episode of the oxventure dmd podcast if i'm not i'd like to reinstate the old tagline it's a critical hit to your brain because i haven't said it in a very long time so do you have a dice to hand do you have many Um, no i took them all out for something this week oh wait hang on i've got some oh i've got some i've got the um blood spattered yeah. ones that ellen bought me for christmas if i'm not at pax there. this week you can find me at the cheers bar probably i'll be there can you can you hear that Just hanging out no oh okay fine i think i think I zoom this is, is gonna zoom's zoom's incredible ai yeah. sound cancelling brought it'll to you be by fine zoom. on the on the local recording it'll yeah, be on the local record okay all right uh the oxford D podcast it's a critical hit to your brain no, wait, I did that in the wrong order, didn't I? you got to do it again. It's been that long. Okay. The Oxventure D&D podcast. It's a critical hit to your brain. They, there you go. Flawless. Yeah. yeah. And Done. you say you're going to be at the Cheers Bar if anyone wants to buy you a Cheers. Yeah, if anyone wants to come and uh, know my name. Yeah, so you'll find Andy, you know, sort of ferrying himself between the Cheers Bar and the, the old, what's it called? The old State House. The old State House. Yeah. Yeah. I like, to hang, I like to hang out there too. You know. I tell you where you should go, the Boston Public Library. Have you ever have you seen pictures of it? It is gorgeous. I have not, no. Maybe I'll I regret go there. not going I regret not going there when I was in Boston because it is the most gorgeous library. Look it up right now, I insist. And that's to you listeners as well. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it now. If you oh, like wow. the library, 
Damn. You got to go Boston Public Library. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good looking library. Yeah, check it out. Okay, well, that's all we've got for you this week. We'll see you again next week. Yeah, have a good weekend and week, folks, and we'll see you again soon. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items, and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Corazon's Cannon Smoked Dice. Yeah. Those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd missed forever. It's back and waiting for you. <laughs>